0: Better be
1: some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone.
2: And thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is episode thirty-seven. I am your host Paul, and with me, as always, is Marco. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing. So we were gonna we are talking about making this this kind of documentary about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we well we found this other labyrinth after last movie. We were last well two shows ago. We were. Yes. Really into this, this like Spanish labyrinth, and and all around the world different labyrinths that were set up, and so we found this other labyrinth that was a kind much of a bigger a, labyrinth. Yeah, it's like a rundown, kind of shitty hedge maze kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yes. there's definitely no fawn in this one. That's just no. a lot of oh. trees and benches and shit, but. Uh, <laughs> So, we're looking for this little girl that supposedly, there's this legend of a little girl that if you get lost, because she got lost in there one time, her ghost will help you find your way out or some shit. I don't know. I'm not very good at right. this stuff. So, I called <laughs> up uh, my my friend Jerry to see if he knew anything about this. Uh, Jerry, what's going on, man? Do you, you know anything about this this labyrinth little girl that Hope will help you out. find your way out?
1: Hey, guys. How you doing? Um Good. good. You know... I vaguely remember hearing something about a little girl, but honestly, I, I know nothing about that legend. It might be total horseshit at this point, but yeah. one thing I will suggest to you guys, please don't leave any of your personal possessions out in the woods at night. There are, oh, really? oh yeah, there's rumors of beings that will steal all your items and they're not shy about it. So yeah, keep your stuff inside after dark, keep your windows closed and keep all your personal possessions
3: inside.
2: Okay. Very good. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we wouldn't want that to happen. Who knows what they might take from us?
3: Right, because oh. I have no possessions, so don't yeah. know what else they can take. Hmm. But I might be willing to find out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that is one scary legend for sure.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, anyways. Well, so, welcome, Jerry. Yes, with us is Jerry Cortez <laughs> of Man of Many Podcasts. So what's going on?
1: How you doing, guys? Greetings and salutations, listeners. I hope everyone's doing well.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we appreciate you taking some yes. time to join us. I know you and I had talked a little while ago about having you on, and then I had some schedule stuff where I wasn't recording shows for a little bit, and now we finally got it straightened out to have you here.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: thank you very much for having me. I mean, it, it took a little bit, but uh, I'm very happy to be here. I've been listening to you guys since the, right from the start. Love yeah. your episodes. Love your interview episodes, too. Those are always great. So oh, yeah, very cool. excited to be here.
2: Yeah, I I actually was just thinking back. Um, I want to say it was like our second show that we had asked people to send us in their top 10 lists for movies. And you were one of the few people that sent it in that we like read it on the air to talk about it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: and what's funny was... is
1: that list's probably changed by now. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sure. I, mine's I'm... completely changed. Oh yeah, exactly. It, it, it's almost on a yearly basis. My top 20, 25 favorite horror films changes. It all sure, depends sure. on my, mood, you know, yep. the experience I had watching it on this particular watch, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of variables, variables involved, oh, but sure. yeah.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so the the one thing that we'd like to do here is is kind of involve whoever's going to be on the show in picking out a theme or a set of movies or whatever. So mm-hmm. I had suggested a bunch of stuff to you, like I do to everyone, and y- you had said that you you know you might be interested in this kind of uh, Mexican based horror, which I, I think right off the bat we have to admit that we sort of failed at because one is basically in, in <laughs> spain but it's a mexican production yeah it's a, a mexican
1: <laughs> uh, filmmaker so i'm gonna stand by
3: it
2: yes yeah, yeah. it just <laughs> right, takes right, place like in how, spain
1: exactly
3: yeah we just like throw out if it's in spanish it must be mexican right that's just like our <laughs> ignorance there <so laughs> don't, be,
0: don't be dave yeah. yeah right
2: <laughs> some kind of spanish or something welcome to peterotica on tape i'm betty white reading the hot chick who was italian or maybe some kind of spanish by peter griffin chapter one Oh, God, you should have seen this one hot chick. She was totally Italian. Or maybe some kind of Spanish. Oh, yeah. Getting hot in here. I better take my shirt off. Hi, I'm Betty White. I just got a subpoena regarding an erotic novel, and I'm looking for the son of a bitch responsible. You're right. <laughs> But the the idea came up to do that because I know you had talked about kind of having some history with this stuff and, and that you knew a, a, a little bit about like kind of Spanish horror and Mexican horror and stuff. So I wanted to yeah, pick well, your brain because I, kind of... <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> like know that much about the movies or whatever. I, I hadn't seen a lot of Mexican horror movies or anything. So it was an interesting topic for me.
1: Yeah, I think originally we were we were kind of looking at uh, just kind of a broader South American horror because I had suggested stuff like Terrified out of Argentina, stuff like that. A movie that you guys may have already discussed for for all I know. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, it was one of my favorite movies from last year. I think it's like my number four or five for 2018. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. But I mean, and I've never had a chance to discuss it on any shows. So Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I also forwarded you some names and some other stuff, you know, Witchin' and Bitchin' and other stuff that was legitimately based out of Mexico. Right. Um, and then Atrocious just came up. Um, And that was just one of those ones where, eh, it's close enough. I mean, you know, Mexican film, yeah, right, right. Mexican crew based in sure. Spain. I'm Spanish. So, you know, it's, it's a little tie to me and to the theme. So I like. It. Go.
2: Sure. <laughs> well, and what I found from kind of researching a little bit off of what you had suggested and, and just what I had sort of looked up is there isn't like a ton of stuff I feel like from just specifically Mexico or even the, the smaller South American countries I think because I live in LA I'm
1: probably exposed to a lot more independent Mexican horror um, sure. there's right. not really a whole lot playing in theaters out here but uh, like Terrified right. definitely played out here and when mm-hmm. Witch and Ambition came out that played out here in theaters so periodically we will get the occasional Spanish language horror film right. playing in like one of the little independent theaters like a Lemley or a Cine Lounge out here
0: but um
1: yeah and and i you know with both of our films tonight i was actually able to watch them in theaters out here so very lucky at that point yeah
2: yeah yeah well and and the reason so from from all of the movies that we went back and forth about i had looked a bunch of these up and just sort of saw that both of these movies had something to do with uh with sort of folklore or mythology Mm -hmm. or or folk tales or whatever type of, of things yeah. yeah and hidden legends and stuff so i was like oh cool well these might tie together somehow and i mean they, they kind of do a little bit i guess i made a joke out of it in the beginning so that works <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I, I love these
3: i love these kind of movies that are based on something even if it's a
2: hoax or if it's a
3: you know based on real life events that got twisted into folklore um that just puts an extra twist on it an extra uh you know like it spins your imagination more being based off something real
2: yeah yeah uh so i had mentioned when i introduced you that you are the man of many podcasts um (laughs) what's what's kind of your i know you have a bunch of different ones that are in various stages of production some are coming soon some are on hiatus yes uh but what's sort of the genesis of your podcasting like how i know you you didn't really start all that long ago yourself right
1: Yeah, this is only my second year of podcasting. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, I I started listening to multiple podcasts, uh, horror movie podcasts, probably around 2014 or 15. And one of the... one of the ones that I gravitated towards was the horror cast, and um, it, it actually ended up becoming my favorite horror movie podcast at the time. Right. And uh, I basically I joined the Facebook group. I started uh, getting close with Mark Nato, talking to him about just you know the ins and outs of podcasting. You know how how you know how do you upload? How do you how do you collect subscription information? Download information? Just random stuff like that. And then one day he just asked me, hey, I know um, because through our conversation uh he figured out or discovered that i i will go see any horror movie that plays in a theater and because okay. i live in la i get mm. all the independent stuff too so i'm literally at the theater every single weekend nice. it's a rare yeah it's a rare weekend that i don't go see a movie in fact this coming weekend i'll be seeing three uh movies in theaters on back to back to back nights so nice. yeah yeah those weekends are always fun assuming the movies are good (laughs) um obviously child's play is one of the films this week so you know i i have a cautious optimism for that one but uh i'm still gonna see it just like i said i see everything uh plus you know with with mike merriman and myself doing uh fresh cuts sure where we review you know the newest of the new films um it just gives Mm -hmm. me more incentive to seek out the newest stuff right away be it on vod or in theaters so yeah um Back to the origin, though, <laughs> um, yeah. Martino basically because he knew that I watched so many movies, he want he asked me, "Hey, would you want to do like a short review just with me? Not necessarily on the main horror cast show, but just something, you know, with me?" And we did. And the movie that was coming out that particular week was unfortunately Rings. Okay, um, oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> I never <laughs> saw it, but I know me. I know well enough to stay away.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so we Great. basically did a quickie uh, half hour like a 20 minute to a half hour spoiler free review um mm-hmm. he ended up you know he put it out he ended up getting some really positive feedback about uh, the short review and uh, me joining him on the show so he was like well would you want to make this like a regular thing where you know you're, you're not a part of the horror cast necessarily but you and I will do what we what we eventually ended up calling the guttural reactions so mm-hmm. like it I say yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, not even a segment. It was a standalone show that he would release Uh-oh. separately. Okay. Um, we, we we had ideas about making it a segment for the main show, but the main show was already, you know, they already averaged like three to four hours per episode. So we right, were like, yeah, right. let's just do yeah, it separately. That. You know, we can do yes. it spoiler free. And we can, uh, the great thing about it is, is that me and him both also see movies on opening night. So what we were doing was we were seeing movies on Friday night and then After we saw the film, we would get together and record our guttural reaction.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, So, you know, it it was always just one watch, no rewatches. You know, we would purposely try not to read reviews or watch YouTube Mm -hmm. videos about the film. Just 100% what was our feeling on the film walking out of the theater. And that pretty much gave me my start. From I there, saw. I just, uh, yeah, I just started meeting more and more podcasters and getting invited to do guest spots. And eventually Mike Merriman, uh, caught up with me and we started working together on multiple shows and he's right. been my main podcasting partner for my whole two years now, um, uh, currently we're on one, two, three shows together. So that, it, yeah, wow. I, and, and he's showing me a lot, man. He's teaching me a lot about, you know, uh, just the ins and, like I said, the ins and outs of podcasting and, uh, you know, definitely showing me because when I started podcasting, I'm the type of person that's punctual to a fault. Um,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: if you tell me that we're podcasting at six, I'm online at 545. You know, it's right. one of those types of things. The and same. then I, I realized yeah. that, Eh, podcasters aren't as punctual <laughs> as I am in general. <laughs> so that's You're one right, of the things right. that I learned really fast is to not get upset when people show up late for podcasts, you know, cause it always happens and you know, and it does now that I've been in the game for a couple of years. Yeah. It's a common occurrence. It's not oh, that yeah, big, yeah. but I'm still punctual to a fall. It's just the way I've always been. You
2: sure, know, sure. It's, just
1: the, it's
3: the way mama raised me. <laughs> right, I'm the same way I'll show up hours early before a job interview and wait in the parking lot. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I, it just—I have to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- there was a point in my <laughs> life where I—I I would almost feel physical pain if I was yeah, late yes. for
3: something. I'm telling I'd get you. get like, <laughs> yeah, you
1: get that thing in the pit of your stomach, that uh-huh. churning, like, oh my god, I'm gonna be late. You know, sitting in traffic, and I, I yeah. just learned, especially living in Los Angeles, I learned, yeah, you can't, you can't drive yourself crazy with punctuality. You know, it, it's yeah. fashionable to be late in L.A. So uh, I just got I know. used to that.
3: I- People hate going to the movies with me because I'm like I have to be there half an hour before, and it's like it's just a mental thing. And I hear you. yeah, they're like, but we have our tickets and preview. I'm all, uh-uh. Then don't go with me. Just stay home, please. I'll go <laughs> by <and> myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a. OC- yeah. I think mine's an OCD problem. If I, uh, something bad will happen if I'm not there half an hour early. <laughs> sure, sure.
2: No, that's cool. I um I I know you mentioned the Fresh Cuts show before, which I <laughs> I like. Listening to that one too, because sometimes I catch the stuff right away. And I mean, the the good thing with podcasting is mm-hmm. I could watch the movie two weeks later and then just go and, you yeah know, like a show like that, I'll just go and be like, okay, I saw this one, that one, I want to hear what he thinks about that one and just kind of pick them out a month later or whatever and listen to it when I get around to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had seen, and I didn't get a chance to listen to it today, but I wanted to ask you while you were here, I saw that you guys did the movie Boar. It yes. Just came to shudder. Yeah. Uh, did you actually like <laughs> that one or? Um. Okay.
1: I, this is a weird one. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and say it's so bad that it's good because I don't believe in that statement. Right. That's not something that works for me. I'm not right. saying that you can't like a bad movie. Hey, we all have the right, right. to like bad movies. But mm-hmm. if it's a bad movie, it's just a bad movie. There, to me, there's no such thing as it's so bad it's good. So, right. having said that, the CG effects and bore are not very good. Um, uh, sure. Uh, sure. They, They're like they a step above asylum. You, uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean they, they it tends to take you out of the movie, but they also pepper in the CG with some practical effects. They actually do have yeah, a giant real... practical bore, yeah. So yeah.
2: Those... I, I watched it too, so I was curious what you thought. Yeah
1: i thought i mean the scenes with the practical boar, i thought were great i thought i mean i thought the blood was great there were some Uh really good kills um and then when it comes to the human actors i actually i walked into the movie thinking i was gonna like bill mosley more but i i I realize now that that's just not the role for bill mosley bill mosley is a horror badass
2: yeah it was weird He he was like a nerdy dad Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. like the dirty, old, <laughs> white
1: dad. Uh, you know, the stranger in a strange land because he's an American in Australia. Yeah. So I, I just didn't like that role for him. I still enjoyed uh-huh. watching uh-huh. him. I thought mm. he still, you know, he, he still did a good performance. It's just not the role for him. But yeah. I walked out of that movie absolutely loving John Jarrett. Uh, for those who don't know, John oh, yeah, Jarrett, yeah, yeah. he was the villain in The Wolf. Uh, movies and tv show and nice. man as 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 a protagonist i i honestly didn't think i would like him as much i absolutely loved him every yeah. single line he spoke was gold in my opinion
2: yeah <laughs> that guy's amazing and yeah, i love the, so, the big ass wrestler guy too it was awesome
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Nathan Jones, I think. Is that his name? Something like that? Yes. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that guy. Yeah, he was in, you know, Mad Max, Fury Road, Charlie's Farm, uh, uh, a bunch of other great um, genre pieces. Right. Um, yeah, he yeah. was very likable. Once <laughs> – when he beat the hell out of that guy that harassed the bartender, I, I, I'm i like, all right, I'm on board. Bernie's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, just a giant ripped Australian guy.
1: Exactly. With a good sense of humor. So yeah. th- that, that always helps. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely had fun watching it. I thought the kills were great. Um, that one scene with Bill Mosley and it, you saw it, so you know what I'm talking about. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that was so bad. That was just an awful, awful scene with yeah. the with the boar and Bill Mosley. Just you know, like I said, the effects definitely took you out of it. Um, wow. But, but overall, yeah, love I, I I probably a stretch for me to say that I loved it, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, I like nice, creature nice. features, I like popcorn clicks. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you like creature features, you like blood and gore, um, and and you just want to have a fun movie with a bunch of guys, you know, some pals That's in the it. house, yeah. I, then yeah, I, I recommend yeah, yeah. Oh, it. Oh, yeah.
2: And, and as long as you don't, if, if you're not somebody that. If there's CGI stuff and you're like, oh well, this movie is just shit because the CGI looks bad. No, yeah. Like, you if you're that ah, person, yeah. then definitely you can don't get watch over it. But... You can I get mean, over that
3: really fast.
1: Yeah. 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 We're, we're horror movie fans. I mean, CGI exactly. is something. I mean, granted, action movies probably utilized it first, as right, far as right. you know, the good CGI. But the I mean, horror horror has has always embraced you know computer generated effects. So. Mm-hmm um mm-hmm. as as a fan we should be used to it and i and i completely agree with your statement if if you're one of those people that's just gonna hate the movie just cuz it's got some questionable cgi right. uh yeah it's just not a movie for
3: you go watch jurassic yeah. park yes. right 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 if that's the only thing you get out of it was bad cgi it's yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah, yeah exactly. which is even bad cgi doesn't bother me if it's if it's something that it seems like it had to be bad because of a budget like obviously this right. movie Mm-hmm. They couldn't do Avengers-level CGI to make a super realistic, you know, uh, pack of rhinos like in fucking The Last <laughs> Avengers movie or something, but or in Black Panther. But even those look kind of shitty, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> CGI animals are tough, and also you can't yeah, really yeah. fuck with real animals. And yeah, start, yeah. And like, Plus, I, I
1: also... I, I also have this theory too that once people see an effect on screen that they know cannot be done practically, for example, let's say uh, Pennywise opening his mouth in the new It movie. Yes, that it's obviously not practical. But I feel like some people, as soon as they even realize it's
3: CG, they hate it. It's yes. like they don't yeah.
1: they don't look at it and try to judge it. Because personally, I think the
3: CG effects in It looked fine, look really oh, yeah, good. They're fantastic. I, I no yeah, they're, they're great. It. I mean, we like Paul and I are, are, are stickler for practical effects. We love practical effects, right? Like I think all of us, Yeah, are. everybody does. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, if to tell the story, right, like you guys are saying to drive it to, you know, uh, budget reasons or just like you said, almost impossible sh- shots, shots, uh, there's no problem with CGI if it's bad or good, honestly, because you got to really make, you know, kind of tell yourself, look, I'm watching an independent film too. Yeah. Or if yes. I'm watching a theatrical release and where's the money going, you can, totally tell and independent where the money goes. Sure. So, sure. Well, and like yeah. in
2: this, in this movie boar. there's no way they could make like a fucking 10 foot tall boar puppet that they, cause right. they show the thing full on, like the whole body of it. And so there's no way they could like make that and have it operational and, and all fit within the budget of this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So the parts right. that they do show are awesome. Like they show, they have a whole head and like part of the yeah. body and stuff and they have yeah. legs and stuff. So they're really cool about how they mix that in. But yeah, it doesn't, uh, it's it's not, like, a really a problem for me. I agree that it definitely separates you from the pack. Like, you're not going to be a CGI monster movie and be, like, you know, some amazing high art mm-hmm. type of thing that people are celebrating. But <laughs> it's yeah, still exactly. fucking cool to watch, though.
1: I mean, I've, I've right. heard people, you know, complain about the CGI in the new Godzilla movie. And I, <laughs> okay. I want to strangle them. It's like, no, are you joking? It, but... I know. I, I I think that's some of the best looking Kaiju monsters I've ever seen in my life. And, oh, and nice. I should know, I, as you know, I also have a Kaiju podcast. So yes, yeah, Kaiju is great. you know, Kaiju films are also a big part of my life. Uh, you know, Godzilla has been a part of my entire life. So, I mean, the point is when I hear people complain about the CGI for a 300 foot giant mutated lizard, Right. Uh, yeah, I roll my eyes a
2: little bit. It's like, dude. Yeah, you have a problem. I know. <laughs> I know. Yep. Yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I I was just kind of pondering an idea of some kaiju based themes for the show. Oh and yeah. I was trying to think of a way to tie it into your show without having to have all four of you on the show with us and make it like way too crowded of a room. Oh, I hear you. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe I can do a lottery drawing between the four of you guys, and whoever wins gets to be on. There you I'll go. I just pick or my two, or me and Don my will just favorites. have knife fights. Yeah, 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 I would
3: say well, you just process of elimination. Throw throw him in a ring with two knives.
0: There
3: you
1: go. Right. I was gonna say yeah. I could just
2: pick my favorites and then the other two. I, I, yeah, there sad. you
3: go.
1: <laughs> I would be confident against Derek and and um, Donnie, but Jerry is one of those tall, lanky guys, and man. <laughs> those guys can take a painting, so I, I don't like getting into fights
2: right. with those guys. <laughs> sure, sure. Plus, we know Jerry's not afraid to die. So exactly,
1: yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like you can't. Dude, I'm not afraid to die. Right. You can't. Uh,
1: he, he legitimately isn't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. right. I'm. I'm almost jealous.
2: <laughs> I know. Uh, cool. Well, so you have the kaiju based show that's like the off offshoot of Kill the Cast, which everyone. listens to the show should know Jerry because he was on a couple times as well. Mm -hmm. And the uh the fresh cut show, and I know you guys started doing more of a a full-on No More Room in Hell podcast where it's it's more more kind of like what we do here.
1: Exactly, Uh, yeah. No More Room in Hell is like the mother podcast or the parent mm -hmm. podcast, if you
2: will. It's it's the main one.
1: It's the bi weekly one where, you know, it's pretty traditional for horrorphilia. You know, two, three or four hosts, uh, you know, pick uh, two or three movies, discuss them. They don't always have to necessarily have a theme or have any kind of connecting tissue to them. But you know, for the most part, we have been doing that. So
0: yeah, and then, of yeah.
1: course, yeah, and Fresh Cuts became the uh, the child podcast where we only concentrate on new horror. So no that's more room that's in that's hell. I mean, we don't we don't necessarily concentrate on older stuff. I mean, we did an episode Ah, uh, two episodes ago, where we actually looked at a couple of 2013 films. So, yeah, we're we're definitely not exclusive to classic horror by any stretch. But, but when it comes to stuff from 2019, you're gonna hear that on Fresh Cuts, and then pretty much everything else is, um, nice. yeah, 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 yeah
2: exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll give you a chance at the end to list to list everything and what the statuses of those are. <laughs> no problem. Um, In the meantime, I think we should maybe get into our first movie. Also, I don't believe... I know we mentioned that we are going to talk about Atrocious, which is from 2010. I don't know that we actually mentioned the other movie, which is maybe I should let you pronounce it because I'm just going to butcher everything.
0: Oh, it's
1: just (laughs) – it's actually in in Mexican, it's Barbaros, Mexico. But uh, the English translation is Mexico – yeah, Mexico Barbaro. So that's actually the English translation. So, yeah, Mexico Barbaro from 2015, anthology, uh, you know, awesome, awesome – well, some awesome segments. We'll get to it in
0: a sec. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's all awesome.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, before that we are we're going to talk about the the older movie Atrocious mm-hmm. which is uh, basically this is a found footage movie <clears throat> style where it's two siblings primarily uh, a brother and sister that are recording kind of stuff around a vacation home that they go to or, or it's it's not really a vacation home but it's like an it's older like home
3: the, their parents childhood home or their childhood home they grew up in or something out yeah, in and, the and it's been abandoned they, and a dude yeah. fixed
2: it up for them and, and they're going to stay there for the summer yeah mm-hmm. and they had heard about some kind of local urban legend stuff and back home the brother was into filming urban legend type documentary stuff you know he's mm-hmm. a teenage kid that's into this so yeah he's just doing shitty like homemade stuff and uh they go to this house and they discover this this crusty old gate in the backyard that leads into some sort of a, a tree hedge maze labyrinth type thing. And they kind of start r- rum- rummaging around in this, and some stuff happens, and some other stuff <laughs> maybe doesn't happen. Other stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of running around the labyrinth, and it's it's you know a traditional found footage style movie. So uh, right, right, right. Uh, so Jerry, this was something you had recommended. You said you saw it in the theater. And I think before we got to talking, you had said that it was something that you had liked quite a bit, but then you now upon rewatching find a little bit more fault with it. Just kind of based on the the current age that we're in. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, I'm I'm for those who know me, they know that I'm a huge found footage fan. I'm absolutely an apologist for the genre, for the subgenre, excuse me. Um, I, I even like the bad ones. Yes, I like the Devil Inside. Sue me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I saw this in 2010. Um, like I said, playing out here in LA in a small theater, so I was able to check it out. And I think because I wasn't really watching it with the critical eyes that I watch horror films with now, I think I just enjoyed it more. Um, Obviously, the fact that it was Spanish, and I understood everything that they were saying uh, because they were speaking Castilian Spanish, which is uh, the Spanish that my family speaks. Um, So I was, you know, being able to understand it, being able to relate to some of the characters, Um, I I just enjoyed it a lot walking out of the theater when I saw it. And then, yeah, like you said, watching it this week for the show,
0: um,
1: I definitely am seeing more issues with it. There's definitely some pacing problems. There's writing, you know, there's definitely some script issues. Um, I still overall enjoy the movie, but I just definitely, you know, with my podcasting eyes, I now see more issues (laughs) with it.
2: (laughs) Right. Sure, sure. And the. The one thing in the description that it it had said, which they they do sort of lay this out in the movie, but that it was it was all compiled footage from I don't know thirty seven hours or something of the, right. the, the last like thirty seven hours of this family's life or some bullshit like that. And I just I feel like a lot of the stuff that was in it was was such kind of trivial stuff. It's like why did they? Mm-hmm. If they were actually doing this, why would these be the things that they would leave in here? It seems kind of weird, but <laughs> I know <laughs> um, just yeah, a lot it's... of like redundancy. And like you you had mentioned the pacing stuff, a lot of stuff that just kind of goes on for too long. And, yeah. And it's I not mean, even it's... a long runtime too. like they could have added some more kind of scare mm-hmm. moments or something in there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this this film is only 75 minutes long. But even with a short runtime, there are scenes that kind of. Plot along and definitely could be a lot shorter
2: <laughs> yeah yeah right i know what's the the sister's name is is well it's july in the subtitles julie. but they call her julie
1: yeah julie and that's it's how a, it's pronounced in spanish
2: so that's for like a good 10 minutes it feels like that he's just running through the woods being like julie julie a, julie <laughs> there's there's a lot more uh
1: night vision running than is necessary for any found <laughs> <Yeah>. footage
2: <laughs> yeah right right
3: Well, yeah, this is supposed to be like the police, you know, pieces together as their investigation. Like you imagine sitting in a courtroom, right? You know, here is here's what we piece together. And you're like, okay, you know, here's a timeline of the family again, you know, going there, uh, discovering the labyrinth, what's taken place. And then, of course, their demise, Um, you know. But, yeah, there was a scene where I was like, okay, it's like I'm literally 10 minutes of night vision running. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Which I felt like they were just looping the film over and over.
1: I was like, I, I think I'm stuck. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't really tell. I mean, they're inside of a hedge maze at night. Yeah. Yeah. night it was That's cool. True.
3: It was cool because you're getting the sense of the kid's uh, paranoia and and his buildup, like he's panicking and stuff. You right. know, which was I like that. Like, like you're actually like you know feeling claustrophobic with them and everything. Uh, but yeah, yes. it, it just felt like like my movie was stuck for for a second there.
2: They definitely yeah. had a lot more trouble with this labyrinth than the girl <laughs> yeah, doesn't. This labyrinth, this one's huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> had to make marks and everything. It's funny
1: because I, I, you've said a, you've said on a couple of times that it was huge. I feel like maybe because they never give us an overhead shot. I would have loved that right. one, like the yeah, Shining right, right. style overhead shot, just to give us absolutely a sense of scale and a sense of scope. But yeah. Since yeah, right, they right. don't do that, and a lot of the hedge maze looks alike. I feel like it's maybe not that big, but that maybe either they were just not real bright and getting lost easily, yeah, or right. potentially sure, maybe sure. the labyrinth was a character in and of itself and was actually yeah, right. kind of you know screwing with
3: them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. I that's what I was hoping, right? Like, um, you know, the, the uh, folklore behind the maze, the, the hedge maze, and everything in that family's area was like kind of mentioned and played around in our intro was. If you get lost in the woods, you call out the name. What was it, Melina, Melinda? Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, Melina. You call her name. Yeah, you call her name, and she come. Her the ghost will appear to you, but it's also the devil, right, or a demon or something like that that will try to trick you. That's the kind of catch, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, if, if, if I was like getting you, it right, it will kill so you or something. Yeah, if it doesn't. Yeah, if it doesn't like you, if you twer- or if you maybe if you provoke it or something like that, it'll kill you. But it, it uh, you call upon the ghost, and she will lead you out of the maze. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I I love that backstory. Right. But then here's where, again, it gets kind of a little bit like uh, we never really it didn't really matter about the backstory in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like it kind of like dropped it and went to the more realistic approach description or or actually sure, what sure. happened, which I like also. You know, um, I think this movie could have benefited from another four, uh, maybe another half an hour of marinating the two worlds. You know, absolutely, know, like the, us... the supernatural possessing the mom in a, in a way instead. Of, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. the people acting more strangely because it's really like almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing happens until kind of at the towards the end, we get the thing that mm-hmm. happens with the sister where she's like tied up or whatever mysteriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which nowhere.
3: was, which was fan. But honestly, to me, it was fantastic. Like, oh, yeah. It was like cool all how the... that
2: happened. But yeah. at, at the same time, you're like, well, why is she tied up? Like, who? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. What's What's what the
3: hell's going on yeah. why is she
2: bleeding like th- yeah. she's got blood on her shirt and her pants but yeah. they'd never yeah. at
3: any point
1: show us a wound so i don't know where no, she's bleeding no.
3: from it was supposed to be from her mouth because she you know, had the shirt on her mouth and covering up but there's a couple shots later where she's clean like yeah. there's no wounds there's nothing yeah yeah
2: and then the, the dog gets like thrown down the well uh-huh.
0: Oh, crazy. It was but
2: it was already dead it seemed because there was just all like blood dragging to the well and then they just show the dog yeah, in the yeah. bottom of the well. See, that yeah. was a cool Yeah, that's a cool build up that
3: dog goes missing, they find the trail of blood leading to it because the the right. the, the yeah, it's, it's, sun it's good like tension was, building,
2: but you're also like well, yeah, why the he fuck was did this provoking. happen? What is this?
3: Uh-huh. Cuz he was provoking <laughs> the folklore. He was like kind of like, "Where are you? I'm here, you know, show yourself" kind of deal right, right. um at the well and <laughs> mm-hmm. then the frickin' thing ends up killing her dog which I'm thinking it was the dog or the, the ghost that killed the dog. And yeah. I, then, I would I
1: imagine, so. yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. and then the mother being the psychosis, being the, 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 the main antagonist of the film, we find out later, but spoiler alert, everything, um, mm-hmm. she's the one who killed the children. And mm-hmm. this yeah. is a reoccurrence thing, and it, what happened to the husband? Because the husband was there, then he had to go into town, did she kill him? Uh, so it kind of puts a little bit like you have to headcanon a lot of the stuff in your mind, which I like again because it's you know something to talk about, a discussion. You're you're like what? Let's let's talk about this because it's not straightforward.
2: So that was that was what your your interpretation was that the mom got possessed by something and that's why she ended up like killing the two kids. Yes. Okay.
3: Well, yeah, he was well. She was medically um, sick. Because at the end they showed the tapes and she was like interviewed and she had two personalities, right? She had Elvira, which is, I guess, her oh, right, right. possession right. or whatever. But it wasn't the folklore that we went into this movie, you know, the, the main yeah, yeah. Um, bad guy in the, in the film. Kinda, they kind of ignored that and went to the mother who was suffering from psychosis that she killed her newborn. And then she eventually in the film that we see with the found footage pieced together that she killed her other three children.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah and it, was, they mentioned, it was confusing because they switched the lore. So yeah, they like, switched the it. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: exactly. they do mention um at the end of the movie during the news report, they actually do mention that four bodies were found. So I'm assuming that fourth one was dad.
3: Yeah. Right? Probably. Gotcha. Because there was
1: gotcha. there, there was yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, friend, you're, you're right. The friend never saw it. Yeah. Because
3: mm-hmm. right. a friend is the one who came back, called 911. You hear the 911 calls in the family. And oh, right, Carlos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because the dad left where's dad he went to work and the mom's saying this and you don't hear from him at
2: all Yeah, so yeah four bodies that would be it. Yeah I know. I was like, it's awfully convenient that the dad just fucks off and then they can go explore <laughs> around in the thing that oh, he, totally like, left they, all his that, keys behind and stuff. I'm like, that's that was was pretty like, convenient. Uh-huh. But then when you go, oh, well, maybe they killed him so, or she killed him. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She right. was probably
1: lying about the, the business trip the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And what was with mm-hmm. all the like, like they made this big deal about going down the basement to go through the old stuff. And then I feel like yeah. nothing really came out of that. Like they just found old horror movies and were like watching the TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Found there, TV nothing really like spooky they... came out of it. They should have found no. like a, a, a weird video of like a kid getting thrown down the well or something. What the fuck? Right.
0: Yeah. was <laughs> yeah, well, the
3: film... end of
1: the film. Mm-hmm. Oh god.
2: Go ahead, I was just going to
1: say, um, uh, this film has multiple scenes that are overly ambiguous, and and mm-hmm. usually I'm okay with ambiguity in horror films, right. but this, I, I feel like, it, like I said, watching it now as a podcaster, <laughs> I'm seeing all these scenes yeah. of like, you know, it's almost like a Jim Jarmusch movie where whole scenes <laughs> will go nowhere,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. and, and yeah, it doesn't seem to fit in a Spanish horror film, but you know...
2: You're like is uh, like this I an said, anthology too? What is going on here? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: it might have worked better as one. You know, just yeah, give this... us give us all four of the individual people's like experiences in the house. That might have worked out okay. Like give them right. each
3: a camera somehow. Right. Right. Like, right. Eh, <laughs> the, the one thing that's hard with found footage like this is that that end climatic scene where. You're in full panic, you're running for your life, yes. there's blood everywhere, you find your family members dead, but you're still filming.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's
3: not like you can't see, you're still filming. And that's the part where you have to kind of separate your mind from reality of like, Okay, I know this is a movie and it but it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like I found footage, like real life events happening, and mm-hmm. nobody, I think, would be running around with a camera discovering your family member's dead to the point where your demise, you know, you would exactly. drop that sucker and you would arm yourself and blah, blah, blah. So that's like the, I mean, I think that's where found footage has a problem to solve.
2: Some sure, sure. do it
3: very well. Well, you they've, know? Done, they've gotten better um,
2: about it yes, lately. They, they have. Like a lot of times there's the reason for them to keep filming, whether they're making something that's important or... Have some motivation of getting money or something yeah. like we saw in the uh, there, movies. Yes, it was like, yeah. well, he has to keep filming because he's trying to get money, or or the or, night
3: vision thing, like trying to see, right? Right. Yeah, right,
2: yeah, right.
1: Yeah.
3: If you're using it for light, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's
1: also, I don't know if you guys were able to see, um, uh, what the hell was the name of that movie? The, um, the, ah. Uh, It was a found footage alien abduction movie that came out a couple of years ago. It ends with Incident. The Something Incident is the name of the movie. Uh, um, Um, I I, I know what you're talking about. Right. Do you remember it? Basically, the way that they were able to establish why they were filming everything was because Uh. the main character in the film actually had a glass eye. And what he did was he took a camera out of an old iPhone 4, Uh, put the camera in his glass eye, so that explained everything, and I'm like, "That's fucking brilliant." Yes,
3: uh, <laughs> exactly. It's part of you. It's that exactly, exactly. Yeah, when movies go oh, out, I, I remember that.
1: Yeah, when movies, especially found footage, when found footage movies go out of their way to explain why these idiots mm-hmm. are still filming even though they're being chased uh-huh. by a werewolf or whatever the hell it is, um, mm-hmm. that's All when right, I put it right. on a, I put it on a little bit of a higher pedestal because, like absolutely. I said, absolutely. They, they thought about the problem with found footage and they found a way yes. to, to work around it. And I love that. I give them credit for that. Yeah. Every- you got to be
3: very creative. Exactly.
2: Yep. Sure, sure. Or what I, what I th- would have liked with this movie too would be if they – when when I was reading about compiled footage, I was thinking that it was going to be something like uh, – what was the one that we saw with the border town? Um, that was Savage, Land. Savage Land. Yeah, something like Savage Brilliant Land movie. or um, – <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one with the waterborne infection that uh, it was all like security cameras and people's internet posts and uh, shit. I can't remember the name of it, but um, there was another one that, that was kind of it was compiled footage from like multiple cameras, like security cameras and stuff. It would have been yeah. cool if there was maybe some security cameras around the house or the yeah. kid had set up like stationary cameras. I mean, maybe try to a little, little bit right? is available back yeah. then, but.
3: They were setting that kind of stuff up, like, in the movie, like, you know, he would have the, um, camera pointed at the gate, and mm-hmm. I, all you do is, I mean, it was, like, nothing, though, it was, like, you know, five minutes of the gate, and the dog going there, barking, and nothing, so, it's, like, they were trying to do that, well, uh, but it, it kind of, like, fell short, like I said, I, I want to see, maybe there's cut footage that they just edited, like, you know, or maybe it's just uh-huh. too long, too dra- drawn out, or something, but...
2: Right, right, yeah, but, uh... Yeah, it's definitely got some some weird kind of stuff to it, but it's not it's not terrible, like you said. There's no, it's not terrible. Do. No, it's, yes. no, no, I mean, you know, if a
1: movie isn't going to explain, you know, why they're still filming so late and in, in everything, um, we just have to suspend disbelief. I mean, exactly. you know. If you're, if you're gonna, exactly. It's just like the CG thing. If you're going to sit there and bitch about one aspect of a movie, then,
3: you know, you're
2: in the wrong yeah. theater. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just have to go with it.
3: He just had the camera with him, okay? Yep. And we caught the footage. That's it.
2: Uh, so why don't we? I guess if you guys are pretty much good with this one, we can go around mm-hmm. and give our our final thoughts and say whether <laughs> we like it or whether we hate it or whether it's uh, worth checking out or not. Uh, do you want to go first, Marco? Sure. Um,
3: this is my first time watch, first time hearing it. Uh, yes, it is worth checking out. Um, it, it is done well. I thought it was acted absolutely well. I thought the kids weren't. To me, annoying at all. I thought the motivation of the kids going into the woods, just being bored, and all that stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, the only, like I said, there's like two main plots, I guess, two main antagonists that are going off, and the movie was like, you know, was developing one really, really solid, and halfway through the movie, they switched it and they went to something else, was kind of confusing. Uh, but, again, you just kind of headcanon. you kind of like, okay, was that part of the supernatural taking over the mom? And you can tie all the stuff in. And I really like that in movies. I really like that when when movies are just enough information to go back in a group, talk about it, and you come up with your own kind of like possibilities of, of shit that can happen uh, instead of just spelling it out for you. In this, in this case, I thought it worked. Um, nice, I nice. liked it. i'm i'm I'm, i really like the film i want to see it again because of stuff that we talked about and like make some closer looks uh especially at the night vision things if there's like a a figure that you can see sometimes i don't know there there was like a lot of times i wanted to pause it and see what was going on because there was a sense of panic that i was feeling as a viewer that the the actors were portraying um Mm -hmm. which which i love and i think we missed that a lot today too so i like the movie a lot
2: Mm -hmm. nice nice
3: uh what about you jerry Um, uh, I pretty much echo
2: everything
1: Marco said. I mean, it's, it's a solid found footage movie. It definitely has its issues. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say that it belongs in the upper echelon with like, you know, Cloverfield and Blair Witch Project by any stretch, but, Mm, um, i still definitely think it's worth your time and like we said Absolutely. it's only an hour and 15 minutes long <laughs> you know, know. it's you it's not <laughs> exactly it's 2.99 to rent on prime so i and i'm sure you could find it streaming or you know if you're uh if you're one of those guys you could probably find it through more nefarious sure. ways but um overall yes i enjoy it it definitely has its pacing problems it has writing problems in the sense that not the dialogue is bad, but that just that there's plot holes there. The, there's, you know, facts that they omitted from us that they, that they don't share right away or at right. all mm-hmm. that kind of leave you scratching your head at times. And just like, just like, uh, you were talking Marco about the mom. I'm actually looking at my notes here. And one of the last notes I have written down here is, was mom possessed or is she just batshit crazy?
0: So, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Perfect. So
1: there is that, that there's also that little bit of ambiguity there at the end mm-hmm. on, you know, what exactly happened. So, you know, sure, usually yeah. most times I like movies like this where they leave just enough holes for you to plug in and kind of, yeah. you know, make up your own story, if you will, or your own legend. Um, in this particular case, I just think they left out too much. And mm-hmm. rather than leaving little holes to plug in, there's giant gaps that just kind of leave you scratching your head. So. I would say if you're a found footage fan, this is a high recommend. If you're, if yeah. you're not really all that big into horror movies, um, or if you maybe like foreign horror, then I would say, yeah, this is still a recommend. I still think that most genre fans should check it out. It's definitely not going to be um, a favorite for a lot of people, but I still think that there's a lot of positives to be pulled out of it, just like Marco said. Um, mm-hmm. I think the sound design is really well done. I think the performances, especially by the kids, were you know stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some decent, even though it's found footage, there's still some decent cinematography during the day when they're in the hedge maze. Um, so yeah, this is still a recommend and yeah, ultimately I liked it.
2: Nice. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm probably just a little bit lower than you guys. Like I'm just coming in at the like level, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it didn't put me off enough to say like, I didn't like it or anything, but right. The one, the one thing that I will say that, that sort of hurts my rating of it is just the it's for a short time a short runtime it, it feels longer than it is or it gets kind of boring just because there is some sort of repetition and some stuff that either goes nowhere or it's like not funny or it's not right not right. like meaningful or anything. And so you find yourself being like, all right, when are we going to get to the next thing? But then when they have those moments of tension or fear or when they actually show some stuff like like we we're saying the whole trail of blood leading up to the dog down the well or right. trying to find the sister and she's tied up and stuff. I like yeah, at the end it when they show what happened in in just photographs, like it would be nice. Obviously, if you could see the better, but it it answers the question of like, well, what happened to them? But of course. The, like they can't the kid can't record himself getting murdered so <laughs> right it's, i
1: right. actually so. I, I meant to say that i actually did really enjoy the fact that they didn't end it like 90 percent of found footage movies where once the last person holding a camera gets killed or dispatched yes, and, yeah, yeah. you know the camera falls and the movie ends i actually yeah, really, really right yeah i really enjoyed <laughs> that they went back and showed us you know the full footage that the kid had yeah, recorded yes. you know uh-huh. so i yeah I, I i like this ending for whatever it's worth yeah yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that adds more believability to seeing what happens because, like I said, you wouldn't. I guess the only thing short of that is like the the killer could pick up the camera and like record it themselves or whatever. But right, sure. uh, right. Which we've seen other movies do that too. But I think that wouldn't have worked as well here. Yeah. Especially because we don't know. It's it's that whole mystery of. I, I guess if I thinking of it in terms of, well, was it all the mom and there was no ghost at all of any mm-hmm. kind. That was doing this stuff and just fucking with them because she was crazy or was <laughs> right. there a ghost and the mom was crazy or was the mom possessed? Yeah, exactly so okay. all
3: valid questions <laughs> yeah that does make exactly. it a little more interesting as well yeah yeah but yeah i definitely like there's no answer yeah yeah
2: i would not put this down to didn't like it but it did feel a little bit boring to me and i watched it two times to mm-hmm. to properly absorb it and I definitely found myself fighting the urge to keep looking at my phone because I'm like, no, I'm not going to the <laughs> subtitles. I can't tell what they're saying. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, other than that, Julie! not Julie! That's what you're bad, saying, Julie! Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as bad as
3: Bobby
1: Joe!
0: Yeah, right. well it's it's
2: it's just when these movies fall into this repetition thing of, of somebody calling someone's name. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, yeah. there's there's a segment in our next movie where there's a lot of repetition. I had to oh, just right. like, fucking mute it because I'm right. fucking shut up. <laughs> the, I know I, exactly I get, what you're
3: talking about. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> I get it because the little girl is, you know, she's scared <laughs> and whatever, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Stop saying that one word <laughs> over and over again. Uh... <laughs> I can't, I don't know, I have a thing when people repeat uh, themselves it makes me. I crazy. do
0: too.
1: I do too. <laughs> I'm
0: you more those,
2: forgiving
3: those. when it's a child. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, right. Well, especially on that one, right? So
2: oh, yeah, speaking yeah. of kids, it was cool how the, the, the mom like burned the kid or whatever in this There's movie. No kidding. Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah, that was rough. It was just like the whole fucking burned body just falls out of the chimney and I was like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Yeah. The youngest kid in the movie got the
1: most atrocious death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unintended.
2: Yeah, right right <laughs> and he didn't even seem like the worst one like he was fine
1: yeah. he lost his dog yeah. yeah yeah poor kid i know he just Great. went out
2: to go look for his dog and then he got burned in it's a all, fireplace that's all he wanted
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh by the way the movie i couldn't think of before was the bay
3: oh yeah you know oh, i was gonna say the bay gotcha.
2: yes yeah the waterborne parasite thing Yes. And it's all it's all different cameras like security cameras and TV reporter cameras and people's social oh. media posts and Exactly. It's a compilation of multiple cameras but still sort of a found footage?
1: Uh I, yeah, I absolutely would yeah. still consider found footage uh
2: Right. Like found footage is kind of that all encompassing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like it's not traditional standard camera work. Right. Know, it's, mm-hmm. it's different types of cameras whether it's uh you know security cameras or or uh, news camera footage, or something like that. So, oh, mm-hmm. right. So, oh, let me back away from that because I was trying to look it up to figure out what it was, and I was looking up like waterborne parasite, and then all oh, kinds of scary, oh. all kinds of real life <laughs> scary shit was coming up. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to see any of that. No, sir. If you'd have just Dad. mentioned,
1: if you'd have mentioned the little troglodytes, I would have instantly been like, oh yeah, the bay. Yeah, yeah. Those little creature things. Those things were gnarly.
2: Oh yeah, that movie's awesome. We have yes. to cover that sometime.
3: Cool. I'm ready. I love that movie.
2: And it was uh, Barry Levinson made that movie and <clears throat> his kid made Assassination Nation.
3: Oh wow. Wow. wow.
2: wow. So he got nice good pedigree. making jeans, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's in the DNA. All right. Well, we will take a, a quick break here and when we come back, we are going to talk about the multiple segments of Mexico Barbaro.
3: Watch the Office, that the, the American version of The Office. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Well, when Andy, when they would do the marathons, and he says he would, he hated running because his nipples would bleed. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> is that a common thing for runners, like, you know, have your um, nipples chafe? And well, <laughs> fantastic. It's
2: it's definitely a thing that happens, but yeah. if if it's happening to you now, then you're probably an asshole because there's a way to not have it happen to you. Right. Sure. There's like several ways. <laughs> well, um, it is Andy right
3: it is Andy, he had put the on his s- nipples it's just great
2: I've seen well so like the one the one like big no-no is that you can't really wear a loose shirt especially not a cotton one right because all it takes so obviously the longer you run the more times you're going to have that minor impact over and over again right so if you're running like a whole marathon it's whatever three four five six hours of mm-hmm. just touch, touch 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 over and yeah. over again uh- um, I've definitely had mine get pretty scraped up from... Because what happens is eventually the, the shit will rinse off of your body enough. Right. And if your shirt isn't like skin tight, it will still create a little bit of friction. Um, but I did one over the summer, like a longer one, where it started to happen. Like my shirt wasn't completely tight and it started right. to get that way from sweating so much. And I just took my shirt off and was like, well, fuck this. I'm not ripping my nipple off. There so you go. There's yeah. that too. Like no one says you have to wear a shirt, so... <laughs> If it starts ripping your nipples up, just take your fucking shirt off. Yeah, exa- well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah, they,
2: they also, like on marathons, they hand out, um, they'll have like Vaseline and stuff. at. Oh, okay. Because like I don't like to use Vaseline because it will fuck up your clothes. Like it will leave, you know, oil stains and shit. So, um, but if it got really bad, then it's better to put that on than to rip your nipple off. So.
0: Yeah,
3: nobody <laughs> wants that. I've seen Nobody people with like, blood them. on
2: their shirts. It's fucking gross.
3: Exactly. Like I said, the office of and he was just hilarious.
2: It <laughs> does hurt, though. Oh, I'm sure. I
3: bet.
1: Well, God bless you, buddy, because the only thing I'm running from is cops and werewolves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's about the only
1: thing that's going to get my big ass to run. So, yeah.
2: Right.
3: I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm right behind. Well, I'm right behind you, literally, because I probably can't run that fast either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm running away from my own insecurities. And so there must be a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, the moral is them. always have a friend who runs slower than you, just in case yeah, the zombie happens. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> have to outrun the, your friend. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my wife is very aware that she's fucked because I'm leaving her
2: ass.
1: (laughs) 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 Ben for yourself, buddy. (laughs)
2: Oh, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even like my girlfriend does CrossFit and she doesn't really like running and I'm not (laughs) a big fan of lifting and stuff and I don't really do that all that much. I like I do it sometimes but and I just run all the time. So in that situation, like she's going to fall behind way before. She might keep up with me for a little bit, but she's going to fall behind a lot faster. <laughs> she also has That's a better awesome. chance if if she's actually fighting a monster because she's probably stronger than me. So right, oh, right. right. She's <laughs> like I could pick this thing up over my head and throw it. Like, I can I throw it at run you. Run <laughs> away from it. <laughs> I can run right. away for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah. You're laughs> so
0: right.
1: she's she's fight in your flight.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. That's right. The world's oldest martial art. <laughs> Just run.
3: Right <laughs> and cardio.
2: Right. Uh, cool. So with that. I guess we are back to talk about our second movie, Mexico a Barbaro. Uh, what what is do you, what is Barbaro? Does it mean barbarous? I don't know what Oh Barbaric. Uh, okay.
3: Barbaric, yeah. Brutal barbaric, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Perfect. So this movie is an anthology that is eight segments and there's not really any connective tissue with any of these uh, the the I guess sort of the backstory is that it was just a compilation of a bunch of Mexican filmmakers all kind of put together, tasked with making shorts that were based on some kind of folklore or legends mm-hmm. or or you know old wives' tales, etc. Mm-hmm. And they got all these different people together and they made all of them. It's cool because they I feel like a lot of them have a very similar kind of aesthetic and i don't know if that's just you know the influence of mexican filmmaking
3: well i was gonna say there's there's something to be said uh, in america we have bigfoot okay that's not mm-hmm. threatening mexico's folklore is fucked up <laughs> yeah right, right based on these eight films I'm, there's I'm, a lot of I'm, weird sex I'm, stuff and there's like i mean there's some real messed up folklore going on in mexico we have oh, yeah. bigfoot OK, we're not used to this stuff, but go ahead. Proceed. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: And this movie, uh, so, this movie doesn't even cover stuff like Chupacabra or La Llorona. No, 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 <laughs> right, no. Right. no. It, it, those are yeah, tame. These, well, that's, <laughs> um,
2: these ones mostly seem more, um, more like, I don't know, not as supernatural, more realistic types mm-hmm. of things. Like a lot of these are. Sure. Yeah, yeah. More based in reality, and it's more of like the urban legend of, you know, the gang that did this or the guy that did that. Right. uh, But there is a few supernatural ones in here. So, But, yeah, I I agree. It seems like it's more based in reality and not as much of a supernatural thing. (laughs) Uh, So the way we are going to discuss these, since there is not really like a through line and we can't go on and on about each one, uh, we're going to (laughs) go through (laughs) each segment one at a time. And we're each going to kind of take one shot, say what we like or dislike about each segment. <clears throat> and we will just kind of rate each one individually to some degree, whether we like it or dislike it, and then move on to the next one. But since Jerry is our resident Spanish speaking expert, <laughs> yes, uh, well, Waterman, I guess you're not really Portman a resident. Especially. This is your first time on. So, no, you have to be on more than once to be a resident. I don't know how that works.
1: Hey, I got a green card. I'm a resident. There, oh, there okay. you
2: go. <laughs> Perfect. It's got to count for something.
1: There you go.
2: All right, uh, so
1: our first segment yes, okay. of the eight is called Zambantli. Uh, it just f- so you're aware, it's spelled T Z O M P A N T L I. The literal translation for that word is skull rack. Mm. And once you watch this opening segment, you'll know exactly what they're talking about. Right. This was this was an odd segment because it's very, very slow. It's basically just um, a reporter talking to a former drug cartel member. Right. Uh, they don't really even imply how high in the cartel this guy is. Was he just a soldier? Right. Was he a captain? You know, was he a drug lord? Which I can't imagine he's a drug lord. He's a, you know, basic young Mexican looking right. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, just starts off as a with a conversation with those two talking about a particular crime that occurred um, earlier uh, in in the region, and basically our gang member takes our reporter friend to a storage unit, opens the door, and there is the titular Zampantli, or skull rack. Now, usually, a skull rack is literally a rack with skulls. I actually looked it up. Okay, um, mm-hmm. it has. Um, it dates back to 900 uh, AD in the uh, Mesoamerica, basically the Aztecs. Uh, basically, yes. it's, an Az, it's an Aztec creation, dating mm-hmm. back to um, somewhere yeah. in the range of 6 to 900 AD, uh, and, and it, was, it was used very much the way Vlad the Impaler used impaled heads. You know, they, it was basically okay. a symbol. Mm it yeah, intimidation. was a, exactly an intimidation and uh, for a lot of them uh, a lot of these racks like the rack that we saw in the movie probably has like maybe one to two dozen heads on it i was finding right. pictures of racks with like upwards of 600 heads on wow. it so you could, you could imagine nice. the size <laughs> of this thing um, yeah, a right. lot of these yeah. were just artist renditions but there were a couple that were actually um Uh, photographs like from the late 1800s early 1900s and the 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 major difference is is that when they say skull rack they actually do mean skulls whereas in the movie we get a rack of severed heads
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously Mm -hmm. obviously
1: obviously they will eventually become skulls but that's not technically how it was utilized by the Aztec people they would actually they would clean the skulls first and then put them on there almost like one of those old abacuses you know
2: yeah yeah, mm. yeah.
1: exactly mm. so and and, and like and like i said they would use it much the way Vlad the Impaler used it as a form of intimidation um honestly this segment is to me it, it's an okay starter i'm glad they started with one of the weaker stories right. And for my money it's all about the payoff it's all about that last shot for yes. this segment because mm-hmm. it's just so shocking you, you know you're set up with just this conversation it seems like it's going to turn into like a gritty crime drama type situation and then right. in that unit and boom you're given that spectacular payoff and that's right. that's pretty much the whole segment
2: what'd you guys think of this one uh i i I kind of agree with you like it felt the the hard thing for me the first time watching is i'm like is this a wraparound is this guy about to like tell us a whole bunch of stories and that's how we're gonna filter through all these segments because i had never seen it before it was my first time watching and then that happens and then it cuts away to they had these like title cards in between each one and i go what the fuck was that like was that is that like a a folklore or something I don't so i I feel like i I didn't catch it the first time, then the second time I'm like, okay, I get what's going on here, but hmm. the it was a little confusing because there was also a narrator's voice which didn't match the guy that was the reporter right like it was like, like this really older. deep voice that was the narrator, right. <laughs> and then the guy's like, Hey, I'm here to ask about these crimes <laughs> that happened at a bar, and I'm like. Is this the guy's grown-up voice? Because he's already an adult. I don't think it's going to change that much. Why don't they just have that guy narrate it? You know what I mean. That was weird. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely liked it though. It was not. It was not bad. I mean, the nice thing about all these segments being short is that they, they don't wear out their they welcome. They get to too the much. point fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. First off,
3: I'm definitely using these skull racks in my D and D campaign at the <laughs> Durban, So, um, they're perfect for intimidation. So I like that. But yeah, um. I think okay. out of all the stories, the this is the weaker of the one because it is pretty much dry. It is exactly what you guys said. It's an interview, that, you know, some cartel and their and they're like, uh, and it does show a, a little bit of the ceremony of them cutting off a head or whatever, um, you know, dressing themselves with blood, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. they're of course they're they're the intimidation squad and they use these ancient tactics to scare their competition or uh, mm-hmm. P- narcs or whatever you will but um yeah the payoff in the end was great i love the the dramatic of it the lighting uh, i like the fact that it was you know fleshy heads uh you know the look was great and it did it honestly it did set a tone for us for what's to come throughout the entire uh all the rest of the other segments so you
2: know as far as like yeah, violence
3: and like punch you in the face shit
2: well, because it feels like it's going to be a wraparound type of thing. It is. I'm sitting down to tell stories. And yeah, then it's yeah. just like, oh, wait, here's some heads. Like, Abs- Absolutely. Oh, shit. He's not going to tell stories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And and if I knew the translation before, because you know, I think they do a story and then they give you the title at the end, right?
2: Yeah. That's yeah. That's they did it.
3: It was some cool animation tortured body thing. That was cool. If I knew mm-hmm. the title before, maybe I would have, uh, you know, saw it coming, but. It was cool. Right, right. Yeah,
1: that's probably why they gave us the titles at the end, because there's a few of them, Um, the next story specifically, that actually takes place at a real location. And if they would have given us the title ahead of time, you know, people would have had a kind of sort of idea of what the segment was about. Uh, Yes, I
3: appreciated that a lot, so. Yeah,
1: and I agree. I love the little CG rendered little um, yeah. segments. You know the title cards, I guess.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah I, I
1: like those. Those work. Those work nice. They you know they didn't they didn't overuse them. They weren't abusive. They didn't right. last like thirty seconds. I mean, they were literally like what, like three to five seconds long. Yeah, so. That's it. And that's they were it. all different yep. too, and they got progressively like more hardcore too. So that that was mm-hmm. kind of cool yeah. too. But, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's our segment number one, Zampantli. Uh, that right. leads us into our second segment. This one is called Herald de Berrios*. Now, uh, before we get into the segment, I actually did a little bit of research on this um, sure. because I actually did. In, this this was the first one that I really enjoyed. Um, I still have some problems with it, which I'll get into here in a little bit. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background. Um, the setting for this segment, which is um, the segment and the setting, are both called *Heral de uh, What that is is basically it's a it's it, it's a mansion uh, that mm-hmm. was built in 1640 uh, 1645 I believe somewhere in that range. Uh, it was built by the first uh, one of maybe not the first, but one of the first like official mayors of Mexico. I, I'm sure his title wasn't mayor of Mexico. I'm sure he was the mayor of whatever town that right,
0: was right. sure. Um,
1: but it's in the middle of a desert, so there's not really a, any town around. Um, this definitely was a place where people went to to get away, uh, the rich and elite of the 16 and 1700s. Um, the place at one point actually housed over 6,000 people, um, that, which sounds crazy. But the, prob- the the thing that you have to realize is that in the film, all we see is the one main building. They they kind of CG they CG out the rest of it. Now there there's actually more buildings to that. Um, there's okay. surrounding buildings. There's actually a couple of silos where they you know kept their grains. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And at what uh, at its peak, uh, this house actually had a train station. Uh, so the so the train, which in the eighteen hundreds was huge, since that was the main okay. mode of transportation, um, actually led to a train uh, to a station right behind the main house. So, okay. like, the owners of the house could literally, the owners, the employees, the staff, they could literally take the train right to it, which obviously wow. made it, it made it kind of, um, you know, kind of a hopping little spot there in, in the mid-1800s Mexico. Nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, and, and then the uh, the area still exists. I was looking at satellite pictures of what it looks like now, and it looks like the main building does look, at least from the exterior, a lot like what we saw in the movie. But the interior is actually a fully functioning tequila factory. I know that's probably... Uh, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's almost racist, but whatever. <laughs> they love their yeah. tequila.
2: Yeah. Hey, got to make right. money somehow.
1: So, yeah, yeah. There's actually a working tequila factory inside of the uh, the house where this second segment took place. So, yeah, wow, there's, okay. your, there's your history lesson. <laughs> Very oh, <that's> cool. cool. <laughs>
3: Very cool. I love it when it's based on real stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Now, unfortunately... Right. Um the
1: segment that we see here kind of implies that the place is haunted and you know the bad things may have happened in the past.
2: Yeah, it's um, all run down and decrepit exactly, looking. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And obviously with the events of the segment, you know, it makes you think uh you know the place might be haunted. But um in all honesty, the actual history of the building isn't nearly as exciting. There was some war um situations. Um obviously Mexico was a war-torn country for a long time there in the 17 sure. and 1800s. Um so there there were definitely a, a large number of deaths at uh, the Heral, but it wasn't not all of them were like, you know, murder or anything crazy where they would leave some kind of, you know, the grudge type situation. You know what I right, mean? The, right, type haunting. right. Um, but there have been uh, real life ghost sightings at the uh, at the real location to the point where. Um, the Herald actually is a kind of ghost investigation hotspot in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so they okay. do still do uh, ghost investigations there. But, you know, like I said, the history of it doesn't really it's not like Eastern State Penitentiary or right for the Amityville <laughs> house where there's like a actual lore, you know, behind right. it. So. Sure, sure.
2: Yeah, they're yeah. just attaching something to a yeah, place. Yeah, exactly.
1: They're just kind of attaching the lore to just a really cool setting, a real cool, like historic setting. So,
2: sure. Nice. Now, you nice. said this was one of your favorites. Of well, the... it was
1: the first one that I really enjoyed. Sure. Um, okay. Yes. This one is, it's still fairly ambiguous. Um, obviously, we've got two banditos. Who yes. um, they're carrying a bag of gold bars? So obviously they just robbed, you know, some kind of bank or gold depository or something. Uh-huh. Um, one of them has been shot in the in the gut, uh, and obviously, I mean, you know, you're talking 1700s. Well, I mean, this could have been probably later, like 1800s, because they you know, they look like right. banditos on horseback. So hell, it could it could have even been early 1900s for all I know. But um, sure. Obviously, you know, you take a gunshot to a uh, wound to the belly in this day mm-hmm. and age, and you don't get medical attention. Yeah, you're you're probably done. You're There's sure. probably not much yeah. your buddy right, going right. to be doing for you. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, these two guys get there. One is shot. One one is you know holding the bag of gold. He puts his buddy down inside the main building there, or the only building that we see in the movie, yes. and the supernatural things just start happening. You know, we start seeing weird. Uh, images odd POV shots like from some kind of entity that's you know residing there Mm -hmm. Um, leading up to you know of course the ultimate uh, 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 ultimate demise of uh, both of our banditos there Um, this one was still I enjoyed it more because of the visuals Um, obviously the the is beautiful Um, oh yeah yeah you know, it, our our two banditos kind of encounter a very beautiful woman in the uh, right in the house, and you know it's one of those things where you know obviously as a viewer we're all like whoa whoa stay away from that bitch, <laughs> but right, obviously right. Right. Yeah. they right. see is a beautiful half naked woman, so of course they're gonna you know yeah, go right. towards her, and we actually do get a cool little dream sequence with the uh, you know the one bandito that wasn't shot. Having you know a little encounter, a little oral encounter with our, I, I I'm gonna call her demon girl, but honestly, like I said, the story's so ambiguous, it could be a sure, ghost sure. demon, it could be you know you plug in whatever antagonist you want at this point. Right. Hell, call her a vampire for all I care. Actually, yeah,
0: right.
1: <laughs> it, it did remind me of like it, she kind of looked like Camilla, uh, you know, the queen of uh, right. the queen of blood. You know how yep. he was—he mm-hmm. was going down on her, and then suddenly blood was just showing up on her. It wasn't pouring on her from above; it was actually mm-hmm. like coming right. out of her. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: I thought that, that was, cool. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um,
1: you know, ultimately, like I said, you know, we get we get the ultimate, uh, the eventual demise of our two banditos, and the the story just kind of ends there. So we get no real backstory on the house or the girl herself, like what her deal is um so you know it's it's uh, once again it's another story that's kind of left up to the viewer to kind of plug in the holes right. um mm-hmm. this one the holes aren't as big as say atrocious like i could i could plug in you know some little backstory you know maybe that girl oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. there or easy. something stupid you know maybe she was raped and killed and that's why she's you know, out for vengeance or whatever the case may be. So, uh, yeah. So, what'd you guys think of uh, this one? Uh, what was this called? Herald uh, de Berrios.
2: Sure. I um, this one I liked it, but I didn't like it all that much. I think, like you had said, the the visual part of it is is pleasing, but it felt like I don't know technically if it was the longest segment, but it definitely felt like it was the longest segment. Yeah, it right? was because it 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 felt like uh, why is they they're just spending so much time on getting to this and it's also kind of like the least brutal segment i feel like mm-hmm. of them at, at least overall but uh yeah i liked it i i didn't love it but it was kind of just a little bit slow and waiting for the ghost stuff to happen and then like you had mentioned of course it, it's hard to turn off the thing in your brain where you're like no, of course that's not a real woman. What are you doing? Get out of there, you ah, idiot. Ah, right, right, right. Like, she's not just going to show up in some abandoned building in the middle of nowhere, you dumbass. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that would be that would be the part where Marco gets killed. Right. <laughs> like he's said on shows Absolutely. before. I'd
1: like He'd be like, hey,
2: what's woman. going on? And dead.
1: <laughs> I would probably get killed, but I'd get killed after asking a few skeptical questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just
3: like, You're, she's letting
2: me touch her. I have to stay.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: But yeah, that's this, I mean that's about it. I didn't uh I didn't have a whole lot of of problem story-wise with it. I didn't know any of the history and stuff obviously, so mm. it uh that that wasn't a consideration for me more just that it was kind of a slow go story type of thing. Yeah. So, so
3: so out of all of them, this is my second favorite of the all all eight stories. Uh nice. A visually amazing, like just how a cinematography was, how it was great. Um the demise of the two band banditos and everything didn't bug me. It's because I've, I kind of put it into where this is where a, the folklore resides in this building. And of course work, our actors just, or our characters just coming across with her, um, seduced by her. And then all, uh, ultimately she kills both of them. Uh, but this is like where the story would originate in that building. A witch resides. And I considered her a witch. Like you said, plug in whatever monster you yeah. want. And I'm like, it was really cool because up upst- when one of the guys went upstairs, there was a picture of a woman, uh, you know, just kind of like uh, around some pigeons and whatever. And it was not a bad picture, but it freaked one of the ban- the, the the banditos guys out, right? He, he's right, like yep. freaked out, like, oh shit, that's the maybe in his mind that's the white witch of whatever, whatever, you know. And insert name here, and then he goes to save his friend, and she appears and seduces him. Um, again, that whole visual of the blood thing going on was awesome. but having that beautiful picture, a beautiful woman makes so much uh, it's just really cool to me that she would be so evil and and uh, and a demon wise and she actually did show her demon face or ugly side of it too you know that whole witch thing when he's running out and uh, I, I guess she hangs him on this the big tree in the front but uh, that would be like like I'm looking at this story being like this is where the folklore spawned. Because of this, whatever, maybe, you know, someone witnessed this on the outside. Like, there's no way this guy could have hung himself. There's no way yes. this could have Uh the, the, the painting, all this stuff was kind of like, kind of cool. And I like to do that whole thing where I just headcanon the story in there. I'm like, this is where, beware the woman in white kind of stuff. And this is where she resides. And this is what she does. So this being a, almost a period piece, like you said, you can't really date it, but it is mm-hmm. not modern. It's dated. This can almost be like a narration story. This is being told. We're seeing somebody's description, but but we're not hearing it kind of deal because it is uh, uh, a story set in the past. So, again, this is one of my – of all eight, this is my favorite one.
2: Nice. Nice. Nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I said, this is the, this is the segment that started, that grabbed me for the first time. Like, obviously, the payoff yeah. of the first segment was cool, but this is the one that actually had, like, a narrative arc that I could follow where I was like, all right, okay, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you get that yeah. final shot there, you know, with the sun rising and our last bandito hanging from that
3: tree. I thought that shot was epic. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's nice. That Amazing. was a beautiful shot. Yeah. I was actually blown <laughs> away by just how cool it looked and how it was just set up and visually right like in the actor that these guys are awesome ah, it was just good
1: yeah yeah it wasn't bad definitely i, I enjoyed it all right. all right so that leads us into segment number three and at this point they actually start <laughs> translating the titles of the segments i don't know why they didn't translate the first to
3: force yeah, hey. to go
1: online and do research damn
3: it <laughs> yeah we're but, starting uh, yeah. to go uh, uh, bonkers now okay Let's oh, go. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: this, is, this is where the movie starts getting nutty, which uh, nutty in the right. best possible
3: way. Exactly. Uh, it's like I'm not complaining.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, off to segment 3 called Drina in Spanish, which is uh, uh translated in English, it's Drain. Yes. Um and this was an interesting one.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> Very interesting. Really, like the 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 segment starts with just like, you know, a couple of sisters hanging out at home. Uh, I didn't really know where it was going. It's, it's I know. it started actually didn't it start it started with the younger sister finding that dead body in the ditch. Yeah, she yes. just finds a
2: dead body. Yeah, just a random
1: dead body. She pokes it with a stick a which I thought was yeah. fucking hysterical.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then it had a joint <laughs> had a joint in his hand and he just uh-huh. she just steals the joint out of its hand which I'm like I, uh, that's a, that's a little sketchy there. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: actually wrote yeah. that down, too. Why would you that, smoke something out of a dead man's hand? That's gross. Exactly. He might have
2: died from smoking that.
1: Exactly. exactly. That's no. exactly what I thought. He <laughs> was poisoned, and that's what yeah. killed him. <laughs> so, so anyway, she finds this body, just a random dead body, in a ditch under a bridge. Uh, she's curious. She pokes it with a stick multiple times, and, and nothing really comes of it. So... Uh, We basically were off back to the apartment of uh, this girl. And that's her sister, right? Yes. Yeah. Make sure they called her sister. So,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. How do I even get into this? Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Basically, you know, the the two sisters have a quick exchange. um, And then the younger sister goes off to her room. And, man, what do we call this thing? Some kind of, like, little demon thing.
2: She smokes a little bit of the joint and then, she, right. I don't know if she fell asleep or whatever, but the, the weird demon creature thing shows up and pretty much it just tells her that she has to collect some of her older sister's period blood or else it's going to rip her soul out through her asshole. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it actually, yeah, said, yeah it soul her anus or something. Yeah.
3: Anus,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, I guess I got to get some period blood from my sister then.
3: Oh, oh my god, I'm going to throw up. <laughs>
2: And she, oh, she like roofies her sister basically, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. somehow collects period blood into like a a ceramic pot, which I'm I'm like I'm pretty sure like I don't have periods, but I'm pretty sure that it doesn't just like pour out no. enough to no, fill it absolutely doesn't a bowl of fucking like, blood. like when she was when like
1: when when she was making the noise <laughs> when she was actually extracting it I thought she might have been cutting her sister me too like, yeah like, I thought I thought that's what the guy because because um the demon doesn't literally say like period blood or oh, menstruation. vaginal
2: blood. Yeah. Right, he right, just says right. blood, from the vagina. blood from her vagina. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so I'm thinking, wait, does he want her to kill her sister? I, you know, and, and then when she was actually collecting the blood, I realized that she was just sticking her hand in there to kind of, you know, help with the flow. But it, at, right. at times it, it did sound like she was like, you know, using something on her and I'm like, Oh God, she's killing That's her right. sister just to get, that's uh, well, whatever. Because then the
2: older sister wakes up and is just like, Oh, that's weird. I'm in bed with my pants off. All right, well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She puts her pants back back on but...
1: nonchalantly. <laughs> so she obviously She's wasn't gone.
2: all cut up, or she would, have, yeah, well, exactly. she would have acknowledged that she was hurt, right? right. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. Just a normal getting roofied afternoon, I guess. I don't was, know.
3: Was anybody else turned on by that seat? Any, no, just me, okay, Look a little bit, okay. uh, just a little,
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, she was undressing her all slow, and you're like, Yeah, great. take your pants off. <laughs> Oh, turn the lights But down. then they didn't even show anything. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh,
0: almost,
3: though. I mean, almost like I know, right? all these movies really go to that, that edge, man.
0: Exactly.
2: But so then the, the the sister collects this blood and is carrying it back <laughs> to her room <laughs> Trips and falls, breaks the bowl, <laughs> and gets the blood splashed in her face.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just that that, that, her, that bothered me. It's like, even, if you're a yeah, coach, yeah. wouldn't you like walk more carefully, knowing what you're carrying and knowing uh, why know. you carry? <laughs> that,
2: that was weird. Yeah. And then yeah. The, the demon came and did something to her because all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit was going on when her older sister came to check on her. She was getting her I soul the, sucked out. <laughs> yeah. Well I love they did that old school like zoom in and out really fast effect, like just right. to be funny. Yep. I thought yep. that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention the little demon was butt naked, so you do get some demon dick. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Demon it's little dick though, one. Yeah, because he's because <laughs> he's only like, I don't know, twelve inches tall. He looks like an action figure. Yeah. Uh at least that's what it implies, because uh, they never show the girl and the demon in the shot together. They it's always like back right. and forth editing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm guessing the demon looked like about twelve inches tall at most, mm-hmm. just because of the way yeah, he was right. moving.
2: Uh, right, right.
1: And so yeah, so prepare for, for some demon dick. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So what did you what did you think, Jerry? Do you like this one? Uh, this this one, one,
1: this one, I didn't like as much, and it was only because I didn't quite understand the ending. Obviously, the demon. <laughs> did what he wanted to do but right that was the girl right that was the younger sister that yes. was like okay so he basically so i guess he sucked her soul out of arenas and then actually transformed into her right
2: yeah okay. something like that
1: yeah i am um, i'm i'm okay with this story i mean obviously it gives us lots of eye candy because you know the younger sister's cute the older sister's right. hot so it's right. you know it's got a little bit of something for everybody as far as that goes. <laughs> exactly. um, as far as actual like you know horror action, yeah, there's not really a whole lot. Um, right. I, yeah, just I the
2: weird demon thing it, that yeah, comes out thing, to,
1: to for me. Tell was, her. Uh, for me, it was like the build up to roofing the sister because as she's grinding up the pills. I'm sitting there thinking, what is she about to poison her or just knock her out? Like, this is what I hate about the ambiguity of this of this movie is that sometimes some of the segments, it's like the filmmakers figure, since it's only a 10 minute segment, I don't need to give people all the information. And that was one of the points I wanted to make early on is Even if you're making an anthology film and you're just doing like a five to ten minute segment, you can still have a full narrative arc there. You can still give me a beginning, middle end. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I point to movies like Creepshow and Trick or Treat and things like Mm -hmm. that. You know, those are full character arcs, you know, whereas sometimes and I hate to use this as an example because I was really looking forward to this movie. But did either of you guys get to see Double X from last year?
2: I did. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, s- I saw it, but I don't remember that much of it. I feel exactly. like kind of forgettable. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Uh, basically, this was so I was excited for this movie because this was a movie. It was an anthology, f- a horror film, which I, obviously I love. Uh, and then all the directors were women. And these were and these weren't like up and coming women. These are women that have actually done stuff before. I mean, uh, you had the director of the invitation uh, right. segment. Um I can't remember some of the other movies that these women have done, but these were all established female horror directors, so I was yes, really, yeah. really looking forward to it. But then I ended up hating the movie, and the only reason that for that is because every story felt incomplete to me. None of them. Yeah, they were just felt,
2: weird. Yeah, they didn't
1: just, really make sense sometimes. Like, More some visually cool. There was the one where the woman gave birth to a giant demon. You know, like that was interesting to look at, but you don't give us any kind of narrative, no explanation. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like it's like all the segments in the movie were like act two of a bigger story. Correct. Yeah, and that's why I can't that's like one of the biggest things for me with anthology movies is are the individual segments full stories. And if they are, then I'll start to forgive maybe a weaker story here and there. And looking at these first three segments, I feel like the second one was probably the only one that gave us a full narrative, you know, whereas the right, first right, right. one was mm-hmm. just like a quick intro. And then this one is just like, I don't know, two sisters fritter away an afternoon so yeah so so, i mean as far as you know how much i like this segment i'm okay with it i thought the demon looked cool i thought the basic premise was pretty cool but i still feel that it's very incomplete and they could have even they could have given us like another five minutes um maybe a little bit more interaction with the sister maybe a little bit more interaction with the demon to give us a little bit more backstory maybe the demon could introduce himself i don't know I mean, how rude to just show up and to make a demand without even introducing yourself. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: So yeah, I'm For kind sure. of I'm I'm kind of middle of the road on this segment. You know, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Right.
2: Sure. Yeah, I I like this one quite a bit, only because of the weirdness. But I agree that it doesn't really it, it's like it. It needs more. But I just like the fact that this was the point where it turns to being more obscured and kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the first two were kind of, you know, things that you had seen to some degree in in one Mm -hmm. form or another with other stuff. And then all of a sudden it's this way out of left field thing. But yeah, it's not very horrific. I would have loved to have seen the the interaction with the demon more than once maybe or something when it comes out to, to tell her about that like maybe it comes back She something goes wrong comes back and tells her more shit I don't know
1: yeah I would have liked right. to have seen the but, sister fail and then the mm-hmm. demon is like okay I'm going to give you one more chance but now I want more than just you know that sure, yeah. right something yeah. like that yeah well,
2: well what do you think Marco
3: well I okay so when I was watching this I chalked it up to the joint she smoked the joint passed out and the, and the demon came to her as a hallucinization kind of deal uh, yeah. To do this to her sister. And that was like, to me, that was all in her head until the end. Now, again, the end could be kind of confusing. And I totally agree with both of you guys saying like, you know what? Give me five more minutes of something. The purpose um, is the demon real. Was it not in her head? What was the whole thing with the joint? It was so convoluted. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, I I don't know, I don't even know, let's move on to the next one. Because this is like so, (laughs) it's like so confusing that you can go many directions. Now, so, so the easy way out is, she smoked the joint off the dead guy, did the demon kill the dead guy, or was this something that inevitably... Uh, you met your demise by this magic joint kind of stuff, and it killed her sister at the end. And d- is the end scene exactly what the big sister saw, or is that something just for us audience? And she just saw her sister dead.
0: You know yeah, what I mean, sure, sure.
3: so it could be kind of uh, explained that way, you know? Because um, I mean, the big sister was kind of shocked when she saw her. the 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 sister is a demon, and underneath the sheets was the demon. I guess I don't know. It was it was weird, but. Uh, it was it was cool at the same time uh mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's not my favorite one of it's not one of my favorite ones of this segment thing it was like one of those things go oh, okay I, to me it's set up we're gonna see some more fucked up shit later so yeah. let's get yeah, this yeah. one out of the way yeah so it, it yeah, was, was okay it it wasn't yeah. uh yeah it's um,
1: it was short right. at least you know it wasn't one of the longer segments. Yeah. thank god oh, yeah right, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> all but right
2: the, the, this this next one we might take a little bit longer to talk on, but then um, then we have to kind of hurry these up a little bit because I feel like we're, oh, we're yeah. talking about the segments longer than they actually even are. I know, right? So. <laughs> I'll watch the movie again. All <laughs> I right. know, right? So but this one we definitely might have a little bit longer to talk about just because this <laughs> <laughs> is everyone's easy, easy favorite. premise. Adding.
3: Let's just get right to it. <laughs> <It's Yeah. laughs> uh, rape goblin. <laughs> yeah, let's get right to the elephant in the room.
0: Go. There
1: you go all right so segment number four is called la cosa mas preciada and uh the literal translation to that is the precious thing um oh and here's a perfect example of the difference between castilian spanish and latin spanish preciada is latin okay. spanish for precious but in castilian spanish it would be preciosa So very small differences Ah, ah. just with some spelling here and there. But sometimes the difference is subtle and sometimes it's just drastic. Like it's a whole other word, you know? Yeah. yeah. So so, that's just a quick example. Um, But anyway, yeah, this story. Wow. Uh, We start out with a a girl (laughs) walking by a gas station and being catcalled like I have never heard in my fucking. (laughs) I've heard I've heard some scumbags uh, catcall women before. But these yeah. guys were, like, raping this girl with their mouths. Yes, <laughs> I know. Wow. The,
0: sh- yeah. <laughs> the shit
1: they were saying. And this girl's underage, by the way. Uh, Granted, yes, uh... grant that they may not know that, but, I mean, right, right. she doesn't exactly look like she's 30. I mean, she looks like a young girl. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, she meets up with her boyfriend. Uh, they're going off to stay at a cabin for the evening uh, because they have made plans to punch her v-card yes uh the the girl is a virgin and for some reason she's making a big spectacle of her first time so you know she had to to go it's a real
2: it's a real quinceañera situation exactly so yeah 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 um
1: while while our two you know uh protagonists are checking into the motel of course there's a crazy ralph character that comes out of nowhere And uh, basically starts to tell uh, the guys, uh, the couple, um, you know, close your windows at night, lock your door and don't leave anything outside of your bungalow. Um, right. Don't leave shoes or any kind of personal possessions because the forest will take them. That's all. That's all he says. The forest will take them. He doesn't imply any creatures or anything like that. Obviously, we're watching a horror movie, so we know something crazy mm-hmm. is
2: going to happen. Um, he's kind of—he's kind of like that. Hide your wife, hide your kids, guy. Yes, exactly. Just the Spanish version. Right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's yeah. like they're raping everybody out here. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind, kind of.
0: Almost. <laughs> he's climbing in your windows. He's
1: snatching your people. Out. Trying to rape them so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your, kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband,
0: cause they raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess, we looking for you, we gon' find you, we gon' find you. So you can run and tell
1: that, run and tell that, run and tell that. Oh boy, home, oh, oh, homeboy oh boy. We got your t shirt and you know, the left finger and oh you are so dumb, you are really gone, for real. The man got away, leaving behind evidence I was attacked by some idiot in the project
0: So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so He's climbing
1: your windows, he's snatching your people up Trying to rape so y'all need to Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife And hide your husband, cause they're bringing everybody out here You don't have to come and confess, we're looking for
0: you, we gon' find you, we gon' find you So you can run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that, homeboy, home, home, homeboy
1: so yeah, so our kids, you know, the sun finally goes down, and our two protagonists are getting hot and heavy on the bed, and uh, suddenly the girl sees something outside the window. She uh, she says that somebody's watching her. You know, she thinks it's a little kid because she sees that that it's short. It's not a very right. tall individual. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, you know, uh, they try to they they go back to uh, you know making out on the bed, and then. Through, um, something starts banging on the front door. And that's that's when the segment starts to go batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, boyfriend goes outside to find out what's going on. While he's outside trying to figure out what's going on, uh something or someone closes the bungalow door and locks it, um, trapping the girl inside. So of yeah, course
2: we get, can't get in.
1: We get our little <laughs> we get our rape demon making his first appearance. <laughs> And holy shit, does this thing look creepy? I mean, he's he's yeah. but he's butt naked. He's pink. He's slimy. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, god. He's yeah, like lumpy, like alligator skin looking shit oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he um, he starts sniffing the girl who's cowering on the bed, you know, frightened. And you know, <laughs> remember remember what the old guy told us? Uh, they steal things. They never take people. They steal things. Well, right. This demon takes our girl, drags her into the woods. Oh, not before puking on her for some reason. Yeah, yeah throwing <laughs> a up a
2: massive dive. amount of yellow sludge.
1: I don't know. What, I mean, I thought it might be. At first, I thought it was like a weapon. I thought it might be like acid or something right, stupid. Right. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it knocked her out because, I mean, he never actually hit her or anything. She just passed out. So
2: yeah, yeah. maybe so it was with some kind
1: of yeah. knockout
2: puke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's knockout puke.
1: Yep. So he basically he drags her out to the woods. Uh, he finally gets to like an encampment where there's just piles of just random stuff, clothes, right. just,
2: just out in the open. Yeah, yeah just out oh, yeah, in yeah, the
0: woods for <laughs> anything to find. Yeah.
2: And,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, our demon. Uh, and we we get to see you know we get to see it in all its fucking glory uh the demon sprouts an erection
2: and it's all drippy and shit oh god it's yeah. awful
1: <laughs> and yeah <laughs> the, the inevitable happens of course he sexually assaults our young girl uh valeria in is every her name way. in every yes. way possible
2: and i was laughing so hard when it just showed her them jamming it against her mouth while she was unconscious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the what is fucking going on oh man I, i'm assuming that this is the segment where you had to turn
1: down the volume you you mentioned uh, that, uh, oh
2: yeah that one and also the the one later with the special needs girl when she keeps saying boogie oh, over and over again. yeah I thought,
1: yeah yeah i thought it was when the guy was saying valeria over and yeah, over that too oh god yeah, the,
2: the two of them it was
1: Valeria. and then for weird scream did you notice how she screamed in like three yeah yeah it, like, it wasn't like a, a single, long, drawn-out scream. It was like, ha. ah, ah. ah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And she did it over and over again, so I don't know if they just sampled it once and just repeated it, because it, it sounded the same every single time. And, yeah, I was getting annoyed.
2: But sure.
1: luckily that didn't last for too terribly long. Um, yeah,
2: well, and, and then, like, the guy ends up somehow being accused of, of the rape, and the girl just goes catatonic and is locked in a in a right. loony bin. Yeah humming humming the music that they were getting it onto before exactly right. oh
1: and was she pregnant did she have a belly yes oh yeah yeah and she was pregnant and she yeah. was pregnant uh, yeah, yeah okay hence the precious thing or precious yeah thing. yeah right, right. looks so, uh, like uh looks like a virginity is something that goblins hold dear so right
3: so, <laughs> so basically so they, stole so the goblins took her virginity instead of a, a item that's funny
1: yes yeah exactly she probably didn't want to have anything that they wanted <laughs> yes. right. like when he when he when he first put her on the bed and undressed her i thought he was just going to take her panties because he pulled the panties off and like Brian sniffed made. it so i thought yeah. oh, okay he's just going to take those and leave but no no he takes something much worse sadly right. yeah i
2: know
3: yeah yeah i'm it's one of those fair, guys. no expense either <laughs> oh well,
2: yeah <laughs> well and it's 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 not like uh like the rape isn't I don't know. It's it's weird because it's, it's not, not
1: egregious by any stretch. It's not yeah, it's violent. Not like super graphic. Right, right. The only thing that's
2: that's kind of dumb about it is they cut like they're gonna cut away, and then they just go back and show yeah, the same exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like oh, they're gonna like fade like off like, three okay, or four I'm times. Oh, like, oh, okay,
2: we're we're done with this angle. Oh no, it's back again at this angle again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, now now it's going away. No, oh, no, it's back with the same angle again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And one of – and I hate to say that anything about a rape scene is entertaining, but one of the entertaining right, yeah, parts yeah, yeah. of the rape scene is these two smaller goblins in the background <laughs> dancing like idiots. Yeah, I, I yeah like divers- doing Ring
2: Around the rosy yes! and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like – uh, what do you call it? Hoedown. They were doing a hoedown. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the arm-in-arm <laughs> right. thing. Oh, my god. I, I, Very artsy. I, I was laughing so hard because I'm like – I, I, yeah. I, I see yeah. no purpose for this other than it's right, entertaining yeah. the hell out of me. So I'll take yeah, that. It's just,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, I definitely had a major problem with the kid getting arrested at the end because it's like, I I don't know. Like, wouldn't the kid be all messy if he actually raped her? Like, you know, the kid yeah. the kid was never attacked, the boy, you know? So he was, you know,
2: he, he didn't have any well, yeah. and bruises, his clothes and were they they And they never actually had sex, so it's not like his DNA would be inside of her That's or anything. Could, or... Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, obviously DNA testing takes time, so I mean...
2: But I, but I just yeah. don't
1: understand why he was fully arrested. I mean, especially with all the evidence that was left behind, like that the, the trail of goo in inside the bungalow, and
2: and even yeah. the old yeah. man.
1: Like the old man didn't even come to the kid's defense. That the old man could have said, "No, no, no, it wasn't the kid," but he never right. did. Yeah,
2: there was a the whole pile of stuff in the woods that where she was too. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. So so yeah, it, it's a. I definitely like this one just because it's so over the top. Yeah, but yeah, I, right. I, I just right. disliked that ending, it, just the kid's ending. I disliked that he got arrested for yeah, something yeah. he very obviously didn't do.
2: You know what I mean? Right, right. But, you know, you. whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it a lot, too. I wouldn't say I loved it. Uh, right. The one right. thing that was annoying when it started, but then you just kind of adjust to it, is that they did that intentional film grain thing where they, right. they put the filter on it that made it look like it was old film stock or whatever. And at first they you're like, oh, this is just, just – stupid like they're just doing that to be like oh look how cool I am it's a old an old 80s film or whatever and then it kind of just goes away and you don't notice it or maybe they they just completely drop it I don't know Yeah. yeah but yeah and the thing with the kid was a little bit weird but uh the the repeating the scenes was it was kind of one of those it starts to be annoying because they keep repeating it but then it becomes funny because (laughs) they repeat it like one too many times you're like okay well now it's funny
3: yeah it gets funny again yeah (laughs) yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah this is again not my favorite one we'll get to the favorite one later but uh Audible yeah. like I at first I thought this okay. We're getting a horde as a monster I, I was like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck? What the hell's is what Am I watching? Uh In a, in yeah, a very yeah. entertaining way, it, you know, hence my text to you guys and everything and, and My therapy <laughs> sessions after yes. so it's uh, yeah, but yeah 100% <laughs> agree with you on the boy the ending he shouldn't have got arrested Uh, He was, he was framed but no uh, very just a out left field story out of all of these was like what did i just watch
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: this very is definitely like a wtf it. uh segment <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah. well and it,
2: and it benefits from not being too long because yeah, yeah, it yeah. would have it would have worn out its welcome had it been much longer <laughs> <laughs> it would have really gotten to be stupid so exactly <laughs> yeah.
1: all right so all right off to segment uh,
2: number five Yeah, this super fun segment. Oh,
1: boy. Super, super fun. Uh, This one is titled, Lo que importa es lo de adentro. And the literal translation to that is, what matters is on the inside. (laughs) This is the story of a boy and a girl, brother and sister, living with their mother. Um, What happened to dad? I know they mentioned it. Did he die or did he just run off? Working. I think
3: just... Yeah, just working.
2: Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, like you're a pain in ass, good.
3: like your dad always do it. You know something.
1: I yeah, think they exactly. mentioned something
2: like that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, the opening premise is mom is treating the boy like an angel, and he's treating and she's treating the girl, you know, like an asshole.
3: Uh, right.
1: And
2: part, yeah. part
3: of the reason Physical for that. Physical mental problems. Right. Exactly. It
1: seems sorry, like the scroll might be a little hit. slow.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, she's got leg braces or something that's on right. too. Yeah, like she she's does definitely have got some disabilities. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, uh, the segment starts to get kind of weird when she's looking out the window, um, and she's pointing and saying, uh, "Well, oh, shit, I forgot what she was saying exactly." Kukui. It
2: was like Cuckoo-y. Cuckoo-y. cuckoo, Kukui or something. Yeah, Boogeyman.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she was saying kukui. like oh, just pointing. Uh, the camera never pans outside, at least not yet. So we don't know right, what right. she's so scared of. Uh, Eventually, uh, the whole family goes outside to run an errand or whatever, and they run into a homeless guy um, who looks amazingly like Adam Greenberg. (laughs) Almost
2: exactly.
1: But, um, yeah, they basically have the mom and the homeless guy have a little bit of of an exchange, a friendly exchange. So it seems like the homeless guy lives in the area and he's like the kind of de facto protector of the kids, or at least that's what the parents think.
2: Right, who, like does odd jobs around the place or something, yes, maybe yeah. exactly. something. It seems, yeah.
1: So, um, uh, fast forward to later that night, and the little girl starts. She starts up again. Uh, Kokui, Kokui, outside, pointing outside, and her brother just went outside. Uh, I forget to do what, but he Play, uh, it it was soccer. like playing soccer. Yes, he you was know, kicking just playing the ball soccer. around. Um, he asks his mother if he could go outside and play. She agrees. She lays down on the couch to take a nap, and then the little girl, like I said, starts going kikui kikui, and, and wakes. Waking... I hit the mute button.
2: Exactly.
0: It's
2: like I'm like I'm I'm fucking getting sick of this kid, and I haven't even been <laughs> raising her.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I feel mom, the mom's pain. Mom wakes up from her nap and you know berates her again, tells her to shut the hell up, blah blah blah. Mm. And then uh, the camera pans to the lair of our homeless guy. I call him Hobo Bob. Hobo Hobo. Bob. Yeah. So we see Hobo Bob kind of fussing with something. They don't show us right away. But then we start hearing, you know, the gurgling and the churning sound effects that, you know. Right all us horror fans are very familiar with. Right. And we see we see our poor little brother on, on the slab with his torso busted open, still not a hundred percent sure what Hobo Bob is doing with him. But then uh, he pulls out a, one of those medical coolers for organ transplants. Yeah, and he had a list in his pocket. And he had, yes, he yeah. had a note. Uh, you know, eleven-year-old boy, uh, healthy liver or healthy kidney. I, I think it was a liver. Anyway.
2: Yeah, I forget which organs, but, but yeah. yeah, so it was a list of organs.
1: At, at yeah. that point, that's when I realized, oh, it's Teristas all over again. Which is mm-hmm. fine. I didn't hate Teresa's by any stretch, but I didn't love it either. So that's what, you know, when I realized that this guy was just kind of harvesting, he was killing kids and harvesting organs. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Right. But then
0: he takes <laughs> Wait, he takes the liver more. out.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. He takes right. the liver out, puts it in the little cooler, starts looking at the kid's body, and then starts taking his pants off. and that's uh-huh. when my stomach just dropped because yeah. I
3: hate that like I can't even in yeah. a
1: fictional setting, it's hard for me to sure, watch right, that. Right. And, yeah.
3: yeah I uh, unfortunately that was, that was one of those things you're like I don't think they needed that <laughs> to, to be yeah, anymore. no no, it was definitely oh, yeah. shocking. I mean, it definitely yeah. got
1: my goat definitely, but um sure. Yeah, Hobo Bob is, you know, pants down, they show him taking off the little boy's pants. He sniffs the kid's tidy whiteies, uh, which yeah, uh, creeped yeah. me right the fuck out.
2: Right. <laughs> and
1: yeah, goes and does his thing, and then the segment just ends with little sister still pointing outside going "Cookie, uh, cookie, uh, a kokia?" and um the Hobo Bob looking up to her and making his <laughs> gross little oral sex gesture.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how our segment ends. So yeah, this man, I felt so dirty at the end of this segment.
3: Oh, I know. (laughs) We went from fun rapey goblins to this. It's like, whoa. Sure, sure. (laughs) Who who would ever
1: (laughs) think that uh, organ harvesting would be like less fun than rape, or more fun, or whatever the case. (laughs) More fun. (laughs) Oh
2: god. Well, eventually that turns into rape too. So. Very true.
1: Very true. Uh, at but least the at goblin least the kid didn't isn't cut out
2: any it. of the girl's organs. Yes, exactly. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this segment, man. I'm going to give this segment credit for just how it made me feel. I'm, I'm Yeah, for, of
3: course. It I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: an older guy. I'm a 40-plus year movie horror movie fan, and it takes a lot to get me to, like, turn away from a screen. And, yeah, sure, this, hmm. this movie did it. This segment did it. As soon yeah. as Hobo Bob starts to take his pants off, I just wanted to leave the room completely mm-hmm. yeah. yep. Yep. so i will i will give this segment credit for uh at least making me feel uncomfortable you know it's not the most technically proficient segment it's not you know the cinematography isn't stellar the, the, there's mm-hmm. nothing that really sticks out the performances are fine you know they are yeah, uh,
2: good effects like the mm-hmm. the practical oh, body stuff effects, yeah. okay Or effects yeah.
1: great i mean the organs all looked good and um, You know, the the shot of the kid on the slab with his chest busted open, you know, all looked really well. Um, right. But I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of middle of the road on this segment. I still it, I kind of enjoy it. But like I said, I enjoyed it because of how it made me feel. It made me feel just dirty. And it's been it's been right. a while since a movie's done that to me. So, you know, right. it was.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one is the one that was the director of this also did the other atrocious that I was I was joking in our other private chat where I said, if you watch that movie, you're going to have a bad time.
1: Yeah, 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 I've seen that one, too. Yeah, because the
2: description of it sounded like this is kind of this director's thing Uh is, you know, these fucked up shock, torture, rape, cutting people up fucking, you know, mean, gross movies. Which is fine if you like that kind of stuff. It's not really my thing either. I kind right, of right. feel some of what you're saying, Jerry, about how it's like nice that you actually feel something out of it or some mm-hmm. sort of uneasiness. But at the same time, it also feels like sort of this low-hanging fruit to get that reaction. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, how do you get that reaction? Well, you take a kid and you have a guy, cut him up and fuck him. Like, well, that'll get people upset, sure. Yeah, right, right, right. So I I wouldn't say that I didn't like it, but... I also kind of didn't like it. I'm kind of like right in the middle yeah, on this I one. Hear you. Yeah. I like the effects and it had like it had some cool like little music cuts to some of the action that was going on and stuff. Uh, but other than that it was just not not really very enjoyable. Plus the uh-huh. the girl uh-huh. I get I like so the girl did a good job of portraying the fact right. that she had this sense that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, again being a short thing they don't really explore that very much. She just senses it I guess because she's right. different right right but they you know they don't really go in depth with that obviously they don't have time um but other than that i mean it was just you know it was okay but it, yeah. not very enjoyable because i'm not into that kind of thing like if you like that type of stuff then somebody might be like oh yeah this is badass but yeah yeah i mean i definitely i consider myself a <laughs> yeah. gore
1: hound i still really enjoy gore but there has to be sure. a mm-hmm. purpose to it it can't just be oh. gratuitous you
2: know yeah right right or if it's when gratuitous, it's, it's
1: for, like comedy yes exactly yeah. right
3: when it's used as a tool to get the point across that this is a bad man or a bad woman or bad things are happening need to be stopped, you know, and we go through the movie of them, um, the bad guy meeting their demise. That's when it's like, okay, it needed that. You needed that shock impact. Um, yeah, right, right. you're right. Like a hundred percent. This was, this is, if you're going to make a brutal Mexican lore, folklore film like there and use that word brutal or, or barbaric, it is, it's hundred percent. Um, in horror that I like, I, I don't, like shy away from us i'll watch stuff you know and there's nothing that i won't watch but this is not the horror that i enjoy you know the the Mm -hmm. more reality driven uh sadistic stuff i like monsters i like you know serial killers and in stuff and but when you get into like the details of it it's very disturbing uh Mm -hmm. it's a powerful tool very powerful and this one it's like this this one right here it there was half of it was kind of like fun but then yeah then that that whole thing was like well uh now i feel bad i just feel bad like i don't want to watch anymore you know what i mean um yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) but i usually i'm the one that likes when kids are getting killed too
3: yeah exactly well killed Uh is fine right but then then
2: they had to go over there you know and that's like hey you drew the you went too far (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could burn the kid in the fireplace, but don't fuck him. Yeah, yeah right. Please.
3: As soon as that happened, you're like, "This movie went too far. I'm done." But, uh, I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, agree with everything you guys said. Uh, shock. It's a hundred. It gets an A plus for shock value. Absolutely. Yes.
1: No, definitely. Yeah. All right. Into segment number six. This one's a nice short one again. Uh, this one's called Muñecas, which uh, translates to dolls. Just mm-hmm. dolls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it that's looks like. One. Yeah, I like this one. This one I see. This is one that I really liked because it had a full narrative, even though right.
0: Yeah, right, the ending
1: right. was kind of open ended because that new group of girls showed up at that point. We knew what their fate was. So it's like, oh, OK, mm. we all know what's about to happen because we just watched it. Um, but anyway, right. sure, so, sure. yeah. So this is a segment based on the island of dolls. Um, some of you may have seen um, the island off the coast of Mexico where Um, a little, a dead little girl was found many, many years ago. And Mm. the guy who found her as a tribute to her just started hanging dolls all over the island in the trees, you know, in the bushes, everything else. And, um, and then tourists once, once it got out, once the old man died and, um, it word got out that this creepy ass Island exists with all these dolls, people then started bringing dolls. They would go and visit the Island and bring a doll. That's cool to, no, to leave the little girl basically these were um just like offerings to the little girl's spirit you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right
2: right so that's cool
1: um yeah so yeah you know, it's, it's actually a real place that you can visit uh i've thought about it myself but i also sure. don't i also don't want to get killed by a drug cartel so <laughs> I, I probably won't go <laughs> that far that? south to mexico <laughs> correct yeah right, it's right, pretty right. far down there it's off the southern coast of mexico so yeah
2: um plus also this guy might be there oh god <laughs> yeah well that's true because it Our isn't uninhabited I, yeah,
1: yeah i mean that that's part of the attraction for the tourist uh trap is that it, it's uninhabited so it's literally you're just walking around this sea of dolls just all these right. dolls hanging on the tree yeah, so yeah. it's very eerie i've seen videos you know from the place and it's just as eerie if not more so in real life than it is in this movie
3: yeah, uh, yeah right. the, the movie's se- great on portraying that yes exactly
1: so let's get into the segment Um uh, segment yeah, yeah. starts out with a girl waking up um in the water uh she's got wrist ligatures on her so obviously she's been tied up at some point and the ligatures are bleeding yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. she was probably tied up with, like, barbed wire or something, but um, she's not I'm tied sure. up at the moment. It looks like she might have made, like, some kind of escape from mm-hmm. her captors, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's just trying to find a way off the island. But unfortunately, uh, big old Bubba finds her <laughs> as, right. as she's trying yep. to get away. You know, you, you get the traditional big, fat, tall, redneck character who's – uh.
2: You know, uh, a butcher. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Or... exactly.
1: Yep. The mute butcher, if you will. <laughs>
0: right.
2: So,
1: yeah. So, basically, um, you know, the, most of the segment, like three quarters of the segment, is just these two kind of fighting, the, having a right. struggle. Uh, sh- yeah, it's a pretty good little fight scene. Actually, yeah. I, I still I still hate, and I mean hate with a fiery passion, the trope of... Um, Someone getting the upper hand on their captor and then dropping their weapon. Yeah, and they're like, all right, uh, that's that's
2: good enough. I'm just going to
1: walk away. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you get into that situation and you get the upper hand on that guy, you don't stop swinging until you see brain matter. Uh, Until you see bits of skull and brain on the ground, you do not stop hitting them, especially considering what he probably has already done to this girl, you know?
2: Yeah, right. and what what we as the audience eventually see where she ends up is like, if you came from this, why did you just hit him two times and you were like, I'm going to try and push him into the water because <laughs> yeah. that'll stop him.
3: And, and
1: how telegraphed was that, that he was going to disappear when she got up yeah, and I have the
2: weapon again? Totally. I, mean, it
1: was, yeah. I mean, I'm screaming at her, don't you dare get up, push him in the water, don't you dare don't get up, and then she fucking gets Finish up. Finish the job, yeah. It's, so anyway, big old Bubba uh, recaptures the girl, brings her back to his shed, where we now discover that there are many women, probably up to a dozen women, uh, being right. held in cages against their will. Um, I'm assuming this is a cannibal thing. I don't. I mean, because they show that scene where he's like cooking that that arm
3: right sure sure
1: yeah so i mean they, with they don't actually
3: show, and stuff so sure
1: exactly so i mean they don't yeah. show any actual cannibalism but i mean we're led to assume that's it's what's implied,
3: going on. right exactly right.
2: um i was almost thinking like i had this other idea that it was he's using like he's cooking the doll parts with the body parts to make them look like old and creepy and fucked up or whatever oh, possibly yeah i can see and then that the whole thing is like they're also using it to make money like they're harvesting people but they're also charging people to come to this thing ah, for the ah, tour gotcha. yes exactly and-, and so it's like a it's a money thing and it's a Satisfaction thing. Exactly. Because, right,
1: exactly. the... like I said, at this point, after big old Bubba brings her back to the cabin and we see all the other victims, uh, another character walks into the cabin. Now the sun is shining behind the character, so we can't see his face. We can just see right. that he's an older man with a cowboy hat on. So yep he see he looks around, and there's that like uncomfortable moment where it's like, okay, is he gonna do something or <laughs> is he is he just gonna join in? Uh and right. then he basically just ends up turning around. Around, closing the door and leaving which still kinds of leave it I mean at this point you know we do make the realization that this guy is probably involved we just don't know oh, yeah. exactly how yeah. um, and then the camera right. the camera pans off to the shore of the island and they show another boatload of women being uh chauffeured by this mystery man i mean you know he's wearing the same cowboy hat and he has the same basic right. dimensions yeah
0: yeah. so yeah.
1: obviously him and big old bubba have a are, are a team of some kind Loring went yes. here to do lord knows what to him um thankfully you know no rape scene in this one no crazy gore by any stretch just a right. a, a pretty good struggle and then a pretty good reveal at the end and this yeah, is, what sure, it means. I mean, this is, this is like a five, six minute segment, but there is a full narrative here. And I love yes. that, you know, yeah, they, and, like at at the yeah. end of this story, I was satisfied. I was completely mm-hmm. satisfied. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. And it has the right amount of ambiguity where it, there's enough there that you go like, oh, I get what's happening. I just don't know why. And so you can mm-hmm. make it up as opposed to something where you're like, well, I don't even know why this is happening or what the fuck is happening. And some of the stuff doesn't add up to the other thing. So. Mm-hmm. I love that there's no dialogue in it but the end. Welcome to the Island of the Dolls. That's it.
1: Yep. One right. one line in the whole thing. Yeah. Yet, yet it's more than enough. I mean, you don't need exactly. – you didn't even need that one line, honestly. I mean, this could have been a completely silent segment, and it would have worked for yeah. me in every way. Right. So, yeah, yep. I
3: loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was great little short, little psychotic story, you know? Yeah, just a quick old slasher. I liked it. Yeah,
2: And yeah. and we found out what happened to Anton Yelkin's arm after Green Room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh,
2: that, sh- no. that shit looked like his arm in Green Room. It Kaiser that. did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh
1: man.
2: I was like, oh no, they got his arm. It's
1: all good. Awesome. All right. So that's the end of uh, segment six. Segment seven. Now we get to my favorite segment. This, and- this is my favorite. Yes, my favorite one too. Yeah. And I. So th- good. Th- th- the thing is, is that this is my favorite segment because I'm a vindictive son of a bitch, and that's <laughs>
3: <exactly laughs> something that I would yeah, do. Yeah. So you got nothing. This is a lesson learned. When you got nothing, the most dangerous person is a person who has nothing to lose. Exactly. Like they'll they yeah, kill yeah, themselves yeah. to get at you. So
2: yep. yes. All yeah.
1: right. So uh, the title of this one is Siete Vesas siete, which uh, translates to seven times seven um basically it's the story of this gentleman who uh finds a dead body um in in a house or like somewhere he basically finds mm-hmm. this dead body um, mm-hmm. he takes the body wraps it up in cloth and takes it to this uh odd area isolated in the desert um so obviously at this point we're led to believe that this person is probably a loved one um he starts right. digging grave so we're all you know i'm assuming you know he just wanted to give a loved one a proper burial or whatever so. right but then <laughs> the following morning our dead body resurrects not necessarily as a full human he's not like talking and walking but he's he's basically a zombie at that point yeah. you know he's growling his eyes are glazed over so um i forgot to i forgot to mention that um before this uh the gentleman uh, the protagonist actually does perform some kind of ceremony. Um, yeah, he, t- yes, yeah. he takes the body to a particular area. He creates a rock formation that looks like the spiral from Game of Thrones. Um, he, <laughs> buries, uh, he buries the dead body up to its neck, so yeah. the head is still exposed, and that's what... Yeah. And, th- and then he goes to sleep. Uh, oh, right, he he takes a bite out of that weird, fucked up pulsating mandrake root. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, he's got this weird mandrake root that's pulsating. It looks like it's a heart, but it's definitely. Was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He takes a bite out of it, chews it up a little bit, and then spits it into the dead body's mouth, which you know know, is part of the ritual. I I assume to bring him back. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, he brings him back on the first day. He's basically just a zombie, so um, he ties him up just to keep himself safe, so he doesn't get attacked. Uh, He digs yet another hole. He basically creates a whole another area. Uh, and, and then he goes through the exact same procedure he went through the night before. Takes a bite mm. of another pulsating mandrake root, spits it into the zombie's mouth, and then he goes to sleep. And then finally, he keeps the,
3: feeding him blood. Yeah, he keeps oh, feeding right. him blood, yeah. his own blood. He's, yeah.
1: Yeah, he slit his throat. Uh, he he slit his own wrist, and then right. was giving the zombie a little bit of blood. I assume for sustenance, though I, I don't know why you would need them but whatever
2: (laughs) Uh, part of the ritual ritual. exactly yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, that could be it too yeah um so then on the second morning uh when our protagonist wakes up the dead body is fully (laughs) alive coherent and begging for water agua agua por favor agua um he's begging for water he gets the water we're still under the impression that this is a loved one that this guy right wanted to resurrect you know like a pet cemetery type uh scenario yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. it's almost it's almost identical to a a pet cemetery type story Mm -hmm. and then because he
2: kept seeing a woman too and i'm like is this is this something to do with uh i don't know it didn't look like the woman that he was seeing but like is this somehow maybe she just looks all fucked up from being (laughs) bloated yeah
1: yeah and then at the end of the second day, we find out what's what. And yeah. this, this puts such a shitty, shitty grin on my face for like the next yeah. hours. I was, I was so too. happy. Basically, it's revealed yeah. that the guy that was resurrected was the brother of the pro- of our protagonist. Mm-hmm. But he turned on him. Uh, it looks like they were brothers in crime. Uh, At at some point, it looks like he turned on his brother and killed his wife and child and decapitated both of them Uh, right. in front of the guy and throws Mm. their heads at him. The guy is in such shock that he's just sitting there on his knees, standing there on his knees, not moving while the guy pours gasoline on him. And I'm thinking, dude, what are you doing? But at the same time, it's like you just watched your wife and child die. So the guy was probably totally okay with burning alive at that point like I got nothing better to do anyway so yeah Um, yeah. and at that point uh, you know he uh, he kind of reveals himself as the rabbit to um, to the resurrected person and then he Mm -hmm. he proceeds to smash his fucking face in (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. just beats him to death after all that him
1: to goddamn death. And so, you know, at this yep. point I think, okay, the story's over. He, you know, he, he got his revenge. He resurrected this guy to kill him, but there's more. <laughs> right. he goes through the whole ritual yet again mm-hmm. yep. and and then the segment ends with the guy you know kind of going through the ritual again and then we get the realization that this guy is going to spend the rest of his life resurrecting this guy over and over and just killing him multiple yep. times and like i said i'm such a petty piece of shit that's exactly <laughs> what i would do somebody takes my Fantastic. life. If I have yeah. the opportunity to kill them over and over again for the rest of my life, I am taking it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this segment. It's uh, it's another segment that doesn't have a lot of dialogue, if any, honestly. Right. right. Uh, just rabbit. Just basically, you know, screaming over and over again, rabbit. Um, but I yeah. I love this. I mean, you know, once again we've got a, a perfect nar- uh, narrative arc. You know, we got a beginning, we have got a middle, we got an end, yes. and it's a satisfying. It's what it's the most satisfying ending for me of all the segments, and it mm-hmm. it makes it easily my favorite of the bunch. What do you What do you guys think?
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. I'm I'm with you guys. I would say I probably liked this one the most. It's I would I would would probably say that this one reaches into that love category
0: yes, yes
2: especially because of that repeating cycle um i was thinking when you were saying that it it's like it takes the um the revenge narrative from i saw the devil and takes it to a whole new level yes exactly it's like instead of Instead of beating you to within an inch of your life and then bringing you back and then kicking your ass again, but not actually killing you. It's like, I'm going to kill you, bring you back to life, kill you, bring you back to life. So he went the extra step.
1: It would have been great if they showed like the inside of his bag was just endless amounts of those roots. (laughs) Just to to show that the guy prepared for like months of re-killing this guy. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I mean, not, not that the segment needed anything else.
2: I I mean, I thought it was was near perfect. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this one is is beautifully shot and stuff
3: too. So, oh yeah. Like I said, just the fact that he brought him back again to do the whole ritual over to kill him over and over that again, I was with you, put a smile on my face. I'm like, I get it. I love it. I just, (laughs) no more needs to be said. This is perfect. I'm with Paul. I'm, I love this segment. This segment is like a perfect segment. The perfect short story the perfect revenge Mm -hmm. this is it the guy has nothing to lose and it's just like how brutal that is that's awesome Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
3: Yeah, yeah, loved it no questions no i didn't need no questions or nothing it was just like great
1: exactly um and just to let the audience know um the title of this one being called seven times seven uh i think it refers to the rock formation because i actually went and counted and i thought i counted 49. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, I think that's where that I could be wrong, but that that's my that that would be my best guess as to where that title comes from. Sure. Cool. Yeah, cool. It doesn't say
2: anything on Wikipedia about that. Yeah, but exactly. That was as far as I looked into nice. it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how do you follow up this segment? Well, right. They found a way. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah, a good a good uh, kind of way to wrap everything up in a nice little package, if you like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get to chapter eight titled Dia de los Muertos, which as most of you know means the day of the dead. Yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, this is another one that I like. This was a, a guilty pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it definitely has, you know, a beginning, middle, and end. It maybe not as um how can I put it? Maybe not as detailed as some as the last couple of segments, but I still really enjoyed it. Um this was this is the story yeah. of uh, a madam who is running a brothel, obviously. And mm. she's having a meeting. Uh, the segment starts with her having a meeting with all her girls, talking about, right. you know, what you know, what we what we need to do. You know, we need to do something tonight. You know, we're, we're not sure what. Obviously, we're we're led to believe it's just you know the normal brothel business. Make uh, me money yes, yeah.
2: right. Yes, exactly. Strong performance.
1: But then we get a segment. <laughs> We get a segment with one of the girls and she's actually being raped by three guys. Um, and these three gentlemen are all in the bar that night or the brothel. Excuse me. The bar. of yeah. The brothel, right. the brothel has a, a little lounge area. And yeah, it's like a weird
2: strip club. Kind of exactly. Thing yeah. Going on. In
1: um, so, yeah. So these guys are there. And then uh, we we get a little interaction with another one of the girls where she's serving drinks. Uh, she accidentally spills a drink on one of the one of the guys because the guy behind her slaps her on the ass. Of course, mm-hmm. the piece of shit that this guy is starts to blame the waitress, calling her an idiot. Do you yeah. do, do you even speak? Um, because this particular character was speaking English too. Um, right. And so yeah. he was um he was basically asking the girl, do you speak English? Do you fucking speak English? Blah 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 over and over again, just berating her. Um. And then, you know, we we get some more just like little interactions with some of the other guys in the bar. They're basically just establishing that all the people with a penis in this bar are shitty. They're all just shitty, yes. And pretty much. And then the shit hits the fan. (laughs)
3: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, Basically, the bell
3: chimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The bell
1: chimes and all the girls grab a weapon of some kind and just start. (laughs) Well, it starts with the with the the main attraction of the the night on stage stripping. Uh, She walks up to the long haired guy who was the main rapist. of The the
2: one the raper. Right. And
1: she bites his fucking nose off. Yeah. And this is one of the awesome. best biting awesome. off noses I've ever seen. It looks so realistic. Yes. So good. Yeah, And oh, yeah, that's yeah. when she says, oh, I remember you, buddy. I remember you very well. And bites his mm-hmm. nose right off. That's the cue for all the other girls to grab a weapon and just start wailing on everybody in the bar. Um, yep. Obviously, we get the the right. girl being berated by the uh, by the American. She's beating the shit out of him till his head is yep. just a bloody yep. mess. Just a big yeah. old mound of flesh and bone. Uh, uh-huh. And really, that's the whole segment. It just kind of ends with all the male, yeah. all the clientele dying. And it just yeah, goes yeah. to the madam smoking a cigarette. Um, one of the really cool things I like about this segment is that all the women were in Day of the Dead makeup. And I thought that gave such a cool aesthetic to the scene, including the Madame, the the makeup too. So I just thought it was a really, and for those of you who've seen the cover art or the poster, this is the segment where that comes from. Uh, That's the Mm -hmm. main girl sitting on stage with all the makeup on. And uh, yeah, I mean this, to me, I can't say that this was one of the more complete stories in there, but it gave me just enough to put a smile on my face and to end the movie on a high note.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah it's it's like a I I guess an upbeat thing because like it sucks that the guys are being yeah. dicks to these women, but then. Mm-hmm there's revenge obviously so exactly like there there and it's always good to it's good to end with like a bloodbath too there's a lot of these ones exactly. that are just you know one death or nobody dies or whatever but yeah. it's uh this is like the full on bloodbath thing Yeah. Where it's like well you want to end on that that big bang exactly yeah, there's
3: there's no sad there's no backstory there's no um, mm.
2: someone you
3: know i have to comfort and there's no supernatural element it like you said bloodbath perfect ending perfect bookmark yes.
0: uh mm-hmm.
3: you know or bookend for this movie as to end that way and i'm just like it's, it was so simple and we've heard this thing being this kind of story being told so many times but oh, again yeah. the aesthetics the aesthetics were awesome visually awesome the everything about it um i i kind of like when this went off and i was just like man that was cool and it made me appreciate the entire anthology just kind of like yeah all right um, i get it this was this like- was very barbaric
1: yeah, after like five segments, I was kind of middle of the road on the movie. It's like, okay, I, I like some of the segments. Some of yeah, them right, seem right. to be lacking. But it, this movie end, the last two segments are so strong that it brings up the total rating on the film. Yeah, yes. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I, th- I think, a lot of anthologies that have a lot of segments, that seems to be a thing. Even ones that don't have a lot of segments, there always seems to be like, oh, this is the one weak one. Mm-hmm. It's the... You know, it's the Jordi Farrell right. vale of the Creep Show <laughs> right. type of thing. I so. like that
3: one. I like-
2: oh yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, for for uh, for what it is, like it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But obviously, when it stands up next to the rest of Creep Show, you're like, well, this one's sure. kind of stupid. Oh, I hear
3: you. But- it, they always have to have that weaker one. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: But I'm
3: actually glad right. that
1: this movie started out with the weaker ones rather – because usually mm-hmm. usually with anthologies they have the sandwich formula where they'll, right, they'll start right. the movie with a really good one and then they'll put the weaker ones in the middle and right. then end on a strong note. I like the way Breath. this movie did it where all the subdued ones, the the more simple, if you will, stories are at the beginning, the slower right. ones. And then right. it leads into just the batshit insanity of the last two or three segments. So yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I definitely appreciated that, and I don't mind it starting on a slow note. I mean, I I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need a big bang to start the movie. I'm actually no, I'm no. actually very okay with putting a slower one at the beginning and then right. ram- ramping up Ramp the craziness it up. as it yep. goes.
3: Yeah. Yep. Definitely.
2: Uh, so overall, I think it sounds like we we all would probably like this quite a bit. Maybe not. Oh yeah. uh, Like uh, not an overall of of us loving this one per se, but it's, it's definitely something that we all like. The majority of it and would probably recommend it
1: after watching it um i mean i, I had seen it uh, last year or two years ago when it came out but i watched it two more times recently with these mm-hmm. with these rewatches my rating actually went up i i actually am in the love scale for this one i, oh, I nice. e- even though like i said there are some segments that are lacking that could have used mm-hmm. a little bit more um uh, exposition or you know explanation things like that i overall i do love this movie
2: yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah, I, this was one I had seen on Netflix. And, of course, now that I went to watch it, it's off on Netflix. But um, <laughs> I, I remember seeing the poster and, you know, you just see so many movies and you're like, I don't know what the hell this is. Mm-hmm. Something with a girl with Day of the Dead paint on. And, and, you, know, <laughs> you skip over it a bunch of times not knowing. And these are the kind of movies that we've been having some good luck with people suggesting things that maybe we heard of or didn't even hear of. And you go okay. Well, now I gotta watch it because it's picked for the show. So, right, right. You know, when you end up really enjoying it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so it's cool. I I like that we got two movies that we both had never seen before, and oh, good, yeah. For for the most part, uh, you know, liked the first one and definitely liked this one quite yeah. a bit, or loved it. Yeah.
3: yeah, there's definitely segments in the second movie here that you just kind of like, holy shit! I want to, I, I just like want to watch this over and over. And the other ones were like, eh, hey, it just comes with the
2: territory. Yeah, right. And you know what's weird too is the, um, the runtime is listed for this movie as like over an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah. But there's there's literally like more than ten minutes worth of credits. Cause there they is. Show them all yeah, it's more than fifteen. English and in actually. Spanish.
1: Yeah, more than fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. it
2: ended, and I'm going, "What the fuck?" There's like fifteen minutes left in this movie, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Ten, twelve yeah. minutes left. What the fuck is going on? I'm going <laughs> like maybe there's some mid credit shit or something. You know, I was thinking, so I just kind of started scrolling through the credits real fast. Yeah,
1: know. there's nothing it's else. A lot of people. Just a lot of so, yeah, the English and Spanish credits. Yeah, it takes some time. Right, right.
2: So if, if anyone was thinking about watching it and they're like, oh, Jesus, a fucking two-hour anthology, that's probably yeah. going to be insufferable. It's really only like an hour and a half. It's, yeah. It's yeah, just, exactly. uh,
1: probably like an hour and 40 minutes total. And, yeah. but, uh, with, but an hour and 40 minutes with eight segments, I, 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 I dig that. yes you know, and you
2: could skip the credits.
1: Ultimately, you could an anthology (laughs) with an hour and forty minutes could be three stories in some cases, and if one of them is really weak, it drags down the whole thing. This one, since since all segments shorter. Yeah, exactly. Since all the segments are shorter, if there is one or two that you don't like, there's still plenty here for somebody to enjoy. So exactly, I loved it.
2: (laughs) Nice, nice. All right, well, we ran a little bit longer than I thought we would on that, but whatever, Who gives a fuck. Uh, I like so, the gab. Yeah, Nah, it's cool.
0: <laughs> we were basically we're reviewed for, right? nine movies. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, and that's that, I mean, what other way can you talk about this movie, really? You yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. You couldn't, because everything is all non-sequitur shit. It's like, you can go, well, I... I, I do like this and don't that and do like it. right. It would just be all over the place. So you know
1: what? Yeah. I totally forgot. I, I I forgot to make mention of something, and I I feel like it deserves it. Um during the okay. seven times seven segment, my favorite segment, um yes. the scenes of death riding the flaming horse are yeah. stellar. They are oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And then there's the one scene where death on his flaming horse is actually walking with the protagonist's wife and child like hand in hand and they're all yeah. on fire that's the scene where he actually fires at them he actually takes shots at them yeah
2: he was that like looked, get the fuck out of here yeah
1: that looked amazing it, i thought that it, looked really
2: good yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it, it, I, just, I just wanted
0: to, perfect yeah
1: yeah i just wanted to point that oh, out yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to because it, you know it, we didn't really talk up the visuals in this movie too much but there are segments that look gorgeous compared to right. others yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, exactly. Definitely.
2: Cool. Well, before we take off, uh, as as we said before, why don't you tell us what is going on with all of your podcasts Jerry? Sure.
1: Okay. Um, let's see. I'll start out with the very first one I was on, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, that was the Horror Cast. Unfortunately, we are on a hiatus right now, um, after the retirement of Mark Nato. We're still because Mark Nato was the driving force for the Horror Cast, so. Sure. We're, we're kind of, you know, we're bouncing ideas back and forth because the horror cast was never part of a network either. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Nato was actually uploading all those himself and actually paying mm-hmm. for the domain space. Um, sure, as opposed yeah. to like if you're on horrorophilia Jason Lloyd takes care of that whatever. So yeah. so there's you know there's some talk back and forth on what we want to do do we want to join a network do we want to continue being independent and just pay for it ourselves so we're just kind of in the talking stages right now. So fingers crossed yes. the horror cast should be back. I'd like to say by fall but you know, we'll see. We'll see how things cool. go. Because, I mean, you've got five hosts on that show. So, it's you know, anybody who's involved with podcasting knows how hard it is to get five people together from different parts of the country, too. So. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why there's only two of us. Exactly. exactly.
1: That's the way exactly. to go. <laughs> <That's
0: awesome. laughs>
2: and then we just we just bring in uh, pinch hitters. So. Yes.
1: I like it. I, well, I, I hope I hit a home run today.
2: You're awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank definitely. you very much for coming. Oh, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, uh let's see. So that's the horror cast on hiatus. Uh my main uh podcast would be No More Room in Hell with Mr. Mark Merriman. Uh we just released episode ten, which is our first uh list show. We did top yes. ten horror sequels, which uh this this was not an easy list for me to put together because right. when right. I when I went to put my initial list together, it, it ended up being thirty eight movies long for a top oh. ten. so yeah i basically (laughs) over the last three weeks i watched 24 horror sequels and man i am sequeled out right now right so i i love the fact (laughs) give me a
2: fucking part one right right now
1: coming on here this gave me a nice respite from watching all those sequels i was able to watch these cool ass spanish horror films so yeah thank you
0: for that yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah perfect
1: um Let's see. And then the sister podcast to No More Room in Hell, of course, is Fresh Cuts. That's a weekly podcast. So look for that every week. We'll always be discussing uh, the latest movies to come out, either in the theaters, streaming, or VOD. Uh, the last episode we did, like Paul mentioned earlier, was for Boar. Uh, the next episode is going to be for the Jim Jarmusch movie, uh, The Dead Don't
2: Die. and Oh, I actually saw that too. Oh,
1: nice. And uh, and then we're going to be, after that, obviously, this weekend, we got Child's Play and Nightmare Cinema. I'm also going to be going and checking out, uh, like I said, uh, another movie out here in theaters. But I'm actually going to the premiere of Nightmare Cinema, where Mick Garris, Joe Dante, and David Slade oh, no are sense. all going to be there. David nice. Slade, the director of 30 Days of Night, for those who don't know. Um, so yeah, that's going to be fun. There's going to be a and a after the movie. And this is another horror anthology, so I'm excited cool yeah uh awesome. let's see i am on a theme warriors which is a monthly podcast where we we basically they're the four hosts we pick a theme and then each host picks a movie based on that theme this is not strictly a horror podcast in fact we rarely do horror on that one that one's just more of a general cinema type uh, podcast mm-hmm. where like i said we don't necessarily do full-on feature reviews like you would on you know a show like this or on one of my other shows uh there are more general just quick conversations. So the episodes are usually about an hour and a half long and we discuss four movies, but like I said, we, we tend to do it really quickly. So that's a good one. Uh, Our next episode is going to be underdog stories where the underdogs lose. That's the theme for our next episode. So uh, Mm -hmm. that one hasn't been recorded yet. So look for that one in the coming weeks. Um, I am on Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space with with uh, Mr. Donna Nelly from the Horror Mafia podcast and Mr. Jerry Herring from Kill the Cast. That, of course, is our monthly, you know, Japanese monsters podcast where we talk about all things Godzilla, Ultraman, Gamera, Mothra. The list goes on and on. So nice. If you're a fan of kaiju films, check that one out. That one's on the Legion podcast network. So uh, like I said, um, if you subscribe to Kill the Cast, you'll get Underwater Kaiju as well. So check right. that one out. And then the last of my active podcasts are is the the newest one that I joined, and that's the Slice and Dice Dreadcast with uh, a couple of guys from the Horror Mafia and, um, and James McCarthy uh, from, oh, he was on Beneath the Zenith and a couple other shows too. Uh, that one also is not strictly a horror podcast. That one's just general cinema, but it's more, um, it's more reminiscent of like a show like this where we do feature reviews and like, you know, what we've been doing and things like, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That one's on the horophilia network. So you can check that out. And then I have a couple of secret projects coming out that unfortunately I can't really discuss. One of them though is with Jerry Herring from Kill the Cast. So look for the look for a nice. show with lots of Jerry in it. Jerry and Jerry. Nice. <laughs> uh, Jerry and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're looking for a third Jerry just to see if we can do it. That'd be yeah. awesome.
2: But uh Organ and Ben.
1: Or Tom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Tom, Jerry and Jerry. There
1: you go. Um, So that's one of them. And then I'm also working on another horror podcast uh, with Mr. Jeff uh, Lawn or Lone. I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name, but that one's in the planning stages. So I wouldn't expect to see anything from that one for a couple of months. But the the one that I'm working on with Jerry Herring, uh, we should be recording our first episode in the next month or two. And then hopefully uh, you'll hear it shortly after that. Uh, And that's everything on my podcasting horizon.
2: Perfect. Well, I don't know that I'm going to put all of the links to your shows in the show description (laughs) because that would be a long description. uh, No, it's cool. You're you're well, kind of like we brought you in here. You're kind of like this uh, this all around like. Mm. You are on a whole bunch of different shows, but kind of just brought in like, "Hey, I need a guy to talk about this." Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of your your hobby, your thing. Well, I'm I'm,
1: like I said, I'm I'm,
2: indulging these as
1: I've said before on other shows. I'm very lucky in the sense that uh, I am married, but I have no kids and I have no desire for any kids, so I've got lots of free time and money. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and my wife works nights so i have the benefit of being able to watch movies or podcasts pretty much any evening that i want so nah, i mean nah. the, yeah, the yeah. star is definitely aligned for me if my <laughs> wife <laughs> nice. if my wife ever goes back to first shift it might put a damper on my podcasting <laughs> schedule but you know we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it
2: <laughs> yeah, sure yeah i hear you no that's cool yeah and i, I know you know i, I definitely check out A few different shows that you're on so i have have been listening to you talk about a bunch of different movies and and your experiences with these things and stuff so it was nice to finally get to have the full interaction with you and i was thinking about the show and remembering that you had wrote into like our second show so i was like oh that's cool he's like he's old school nice
1: yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. i was i (laughs) was definitely excited i'm when I first heard about your your podcast, I wasn't really familiar with either one of you as podcasters, but I read the description sure. on the Facebook page and it definitely caught my attention. And um, with Mr. Watson, you know, kind of singing your praises as well. I mean, oh, that's cool. all it takes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you've got a when you've got a Mr. Watson saying, hey, you need to listen to this podcast, you do what he sure, yeah. <laughs> nice,
0: Right. So, yeah. And,
1: I, and I, I've yeah, been a fan the whole time. Um, I've only missed a couple of episodes, which I will eventually get back to, but yeah, I've, I've heard most of them. I'm, I'm a big fan of your friends till the end, uh, episodes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. keep up the great work and, uh, hopefully I'll be back soon.
3: Oh, oh, definitely, man. This was, this was awesome. Again, thank you, uh, for (laughs) this because we always like discovering new things and, uh, thank you for the translations also. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) I don't don't speak, I don't get to talk much Spanish, so I I relish the opportunity anytime I can.
2: (laughs) There you go. go beautiful all right so uh, as far as for us uh like always we just say to keep up with we are actually on three different networks um we we not decide on on just one so <laughs> right. we we share the love with three different groups of people but keep up with our friends on those shows uh the, the what was the one you just mentioned nightmare cinema the anthology one yeah
1: that comes out this friday it, it's going to be on vod but i'll be going to see it in the theater out here
2: Sure. Well, our, uh, the one network on, the padded room network, uh, the, the guy that runs that Darian Brock, he just actually had Mick Garrison for a short interview yes. and he had, he had the other guy that you mentioned from 30 days a night, David Slade. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Him on. I don't know why I can't remember the, his name. Well, he's not very anyways. Well uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but uh uh you know that's you could get that on the padded room network Uh, we're also on the raw live and unedited podcast network where marco's star wars podcast can be found and a bunch of other geek and pop culture news and you know marvel and tv and all (laughs) kinds of fun stuff going on there and we are also on the legion network with one of jerry's shows here and with jerry heron Mm -hmm. and uh, a bunch of other cool people so you know check out our friends on there too yes and I guess that will probably do it for tonight. Uh, thank you again, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to everyone for listening. We will see you all next time. And goodbye. Never visit Mexico.
3: Of a world that is older. I hit the switch and
0: check the number. I leave it on and then I slumber. I hear the rhythm, I'm ringing through it. So they go get something to be all music. I hear the talking of the DJ. The a listen. what does he say? I'm on a-